Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Let's go ahead and kick it off with the first song of the day since it's already trying to kick off and start. Good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet. Faithful through the ages. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenants and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you do just what you say. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak the word, it will come. Never 
from the rising sun, the rising sun to the steady flame, I will praise your in every season. Praise is your faith, oh, Say, I put my faith, I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the Oh, I've got a reason to bless you, yeah. I've 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to show our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't have a job, whatever, maybe you always on the clock, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Today is November 20th, and it's an awesome day. Today is Monday, November 20th, 2023, and I'm excited because today is the day that the Lord has made, and anytime I wake up, it's always a good day to be alive. Amen? Amen. You know what I'm saying? As long as I ain't six feet under, hey, I'm excited on today. You know what I'm saying? Because I could have been dead, sleeping in my grave. You ever heard somebody say, you could have woke up dead? I could have woke up dead and been sleeping in my grave, but good Got a good thing. I woke up alive. With that being said, the time now is 8.20. It's 8.20 on the dot. Let me go ahead and get into the routine, get into my prayer. You know what I'm saying? Because that was kind of song was kind of a little long, but hey, it is what it is. I like to have my little worship in the morning before I start doing anything else. With that being said, part of my worship is prayer. I love to pray. I don't know about y'all, but I love to pray. I love to start my morning off in prayer. With that being said, let's go ahead and tap into a little quick prayer really quickly, and then we're going to come right back so we can check in and all the other good stuff. Amen? Amen. Let's go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this morning, oh God, just for waking us up, God. We thank you right now, oh God, for every minute, every second, every day, every hour, God. We thank you for this season, this century, God. We thank you, oh God, just for you being God all by yourself. We thank you, oh God, that you woke us up this morning, oh God, with fresh breath, oh God, with life, oh God, with a fresh mind, oh God, with a sober mind, a mind to want to be a blessing to you and be a blessing to your people. God, we thank you, oh God, that you woke us up with the activity of our limbs, a roof of our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back, food in our belly. 
God, we thank you just for all that you are and all that you've done, all that you're doing on today. God, we just glorify you right now in this moment. God, we honor you in this moment. Before we come to you asking you for anything, God, we just want to seek you and thank you for everything that you've done. God, we come to you with a heart of gratitude, humility, and appreciation, oh God, just for everything that you are and everything that you're doing. Father, even as we go before the day, oh God, we also take a moment to repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity. We thank you for Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins that we may still be even considered righteous on today. And God, even as we go throughout the day, oh God, we ask that you allow forgiveness to rest in our heart, God. Any person that may have sinned against sinned, uh, sinned against us, oh God, any person that may have offended us, harmed us, hurt us, or anything, oh God, we ask that you will cause us to forgive them right now in the name of Jesus. Even as we ask, oh God, that others will begin to forgive us for anything that we may have done, oh God, to harm them, sin against them, offend them, hurt them. God, we ask that you will allow forgiveness to rest in our hearts, oh God, creating us a clean heart and renewing us a righteous spirit on today, God, that we may be able to worship you in spirit and in truth, that we may be effective in our calling and our assignment in the earth, oh God. We ask that you will even continue to download into us the wisdom and knowledge that we need, oh God, to live, thrive, and survive, God. We ask that you will continue to put love in us, patience in us, gentleness and meekness in us, oh God. Continue to restore us, oh God, and develop us, oh God. Continue to take us to a new level, God, even as people come into this room to listen, laugh, and learn, God. We ask that you will cause them to be edified, educated, entertained, and elevated in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that even as we pray on today, even as we come together in unity in this moment, we thank you, oh God, that all things are working together for our good. We thank you that even as we speak it by faith, oh God, that it is happening now. We thank you, oh God, that we are speaking life into our day. We're speaking grace into our day. We're speaking awesomeness into our day. God, we are speaking checks, signs, commissions, sales, bonuses. God, we thank you for raises. We thank you for promotion. We thank you for new doors opening. We thank you for opportunities. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing on today. We decree and declare that today shall be a blessed day, that this week shall be a blessed week, oh God. This week, oh God, we shall be thankful and grateful for all that you've done, God, and all that you're doing. God, we thank you in this moment, oh God, even just for this space, oh God. We ask that you'll continue to be in our conversations, oh God. Continue to be in our heart and our mind, even as we go throughout the day. God, allow, allow our heart and our mind to come into alignment with your will that we may be that we may fulfill everything that you have caused us to fulfill on today and father as we pray god we say thank you because it is in jesus name that we decree and declare it and we say that it is so amen amen and amen i'm gonna stop right there cut to my next song and then we coming right right back is that all right all right let's go I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God Cause all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice 
Good morning. Good morning. I'm gonna stop right there. Stop. 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 We good. Good morning. Jesus Christ on the cross. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. Where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. 
Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work, maybe you don't got a job, or maybe you always on the clock. We just still want to make sure that you start your day off the right way. Meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, attitude, mindset, all that good stuff. Whew. Let me catch my breath. Because I was running up the steps. Because I was downstairs praying. And up stepping in dog poop. I don't know why. Like, I'm literally finished. Ugh. Like, how long does it take to get this dog potty trained? Like, she already went outside once. And she kind of... Anyway, let me go ahead and get to the scripture today so we can continue to start our day off the right way. Even though, you know, sometimes you're going to step in some poop. Guess what? God going to still allow you to have a good day. Amen. Amen. That's just what I'm trying to believe. And I believe personally. 8.30 a.m. It's good time job, to Google. stand up, stretch, and make you some breakfast. Google, always on time. Thank you, Google, letting us know it's time to stand up and stretch and all that other good stuff. Let us get to the scripture first, and then I'm going to stand up and stretch, and then... You know, whatever. Um, scripture of the day today comes from Psalms 95. Psalms 95, starting at the first verse, reading to the second. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation brought to you by BibleGateway.com. And it reads, it says, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyful to the rock of our salvation. Yeah, yeah let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms and psalms of praises of him. All right, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to read it one more time. Because, you know, sometimes when you read the scripture, you understand you got to read it one more time. It says, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praises to him. All right, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there because, like I tell y'all, each and every day, each and every week, I may not be nobody senior pastor, prophet, doctor, theologian, where I said prophet, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? I believe that I am called to speak the word of God. And every morning, you know, we have this little moment, you know, in our devotional time where we read the scripture and we try to meditate on what God is giving us for that day. And with that being said, as we go forth on this week, um, you know, these scriptures are brought to you by BibleGateway.com. I never really plan them, but we just go by them. But as we go throughout the week, let this scripture be a tone for you and your whole entire mood for the week. Let you meditate on this scripture all week, giving thanks to the Lord, coming to him with singings with a heart full of joyfulness you know what i'm saying knowing that guess what with a heart of gratitude and appreciation he receives us you know what i'm saying i think another scripture says come before the gates with thanksgiving and towards courts of praise and all that other good stuff so yeah let's come into us and let's not just use that for church but in our everyday settings where you whether you're going to work whether you're at home cooking whether you're in traffic whatever the case may be you know what i'm saying continue to go into god today and continue to go into your whole entire day with sums of thanksgiving with songs of thanksgiving that's what a psalm is you know what i'm saying it says psalms just like the bible book but you know what i'm saying songs meaning songs of thanksgiving songs of praise songs of worship go into it with a heart of gratitude and appreciation because truth is you could be on on the other side of the ground you know what i'm saying you could be six feet under but thankfully you are alive today just like i am so we need to continue to give god praise and showing gratitude and appreciation coming to him with 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 songs of joy amen don't be singing sad songs sing songs of joy like god is my everything amen Amen. Amen. With that being said, I'm finna cut to this song. And then we coming right, right back so we can get ready to check in. Because y'all know, once 9 o'clock hit and everybody started bombarding the room, we'll probably never hear music again. So I love this little 8 o'clock hour. But we can play as many songs as we need to sometimes. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Come on, everybody put that together like this. That's it. We're going to have a good old church. 
Good morning, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and uh, a little bit of music to start every day, not sure where you're listening from, if you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff, because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, with a little Holy Spirit, you know what I'm saying? But the right things, things tend to go the right way. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you ain't going to have no aggravations, irritations, frustrations, because you definitely going to have some of those. But if you trust God and let God to cover your mind, cover your day, cover your spirit, things tend to go a little bit better. With that being said, listen, it's six of us in this room. Can y'all do me a favor and share the room? Go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and share the room really quickly. Share it to your Facebook. Share it to your Instagram. Share it to your Twitter, your MySpace, your, your, your Instagram, your Christian Mingle. I don't know. Wherever you like to share information go ahead and share this room because we got some good things that we're going to talk about on today amen amen all right with that being said mama lynn it's time for us to go ahead and check in and y'all know how we check in check in each and every day here on waking up with the prophet we check in with our three daily questions what's the weather what's for breakfast and how you starting your morning off and y'all know me i'm gonna always kick it off first so prophet it's on you well good morning good morning good morning everybody i am feeling good I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. Feeling good. Um, I'm probably on about a four right now. 
um, only because I'm going to have a busy week. Um, it's Thanksgiving week, so, you know, this week is going to be kind of busy. I done went grocery shopping, Mama Lynn, so I got my turkey down there. I got my collard greens down there. I got my stuff to make my macaroni and cheese down there. I got my green beans down there. So, you know, I'm going to have me a good old Thanksgiving. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to have me a good old Thanksgiving right here on at the house. I'm going to have a little Friendsgiving on Wednesday. And then, of course, Thursday, I'm going to Alabama to see the folks. You know what I'm saying? But it is a beautiful, awesome day. I ain't going to complain despite, you know, stepping in dog boo-boo this morning. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to complain. I'm going to trust God alone. Love on God as God continues to love on me. Um, as far as weather, y'all know me. Uh, I normally come into the office first thing in the morning. I look out over the breeze over the neighborhood and I look at the weather and it look, it look a little, I don't know. It just look a little dark. It look a little dark. It's 57 degrees right now with a high of 64. Uh, we're supposed to be getting some rain today. So yeah, them clouds just up there looking all thick and rainy. So yeah, I'm probably gonna be in the house doing doing work. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. Um, for anybody in here who's connected to a small business, a large business, a ministry, listen, it's the end of the year. Let's go ahead and connect. Let's go ahead and knock some goals out. Let's go ahead and accomplish some things because you got what almost less. You got less than sixty days left in the year. You know what I'm saying? And the enemy always tries to creep up around this time. So let's go ahead and get you covered in prayer. And let's not only get you covered in prayer, let's get your business and your ministry to another level. Amen. Amen. With that being said, that's my promotional plug for the morning. <laughs> that's how I'm doing. Listen, y'all know me. Ain't no breakfast until y'all start talking. I ain't even had a banana yet this morning because I'm out, out of those. So I'm going to go downstairs in a second, find something to eat on, snack on, or whatever. But that's it for right now. That's my breakfast. That's my weather. That's how I'm starting my morning do me a favor pull to refresh see who you guys are on the stage if you haven't already go ahead and share the room please go ahead and ping some people in the room please and we're gonna go ahead and get this thing started mama lynn it's on you good morning good morning good morning good morning everybody made a room already i thought okay nick said he was coming in to start some trouble she was talking all week that's the hard plan uh i am on a team only because uh come come 4 35 o'clock my baby can be gay so uh yeah that's where i'm at i'm excited uh breakfast committee coffee i don't know what the weather is it is 43 degrees with a high of 52 and I think we're supposed to get some rain. Other than that, you are, I am excited, 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 excited. And you'll be able to feel that I'm like bouncing, bouncing already. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear the rest of the conversation. Prophet, especially uh, that one about P. Diddy. Mmm, I forgot. I knew something was up. I knew something was up. Listen, I told you, I told you, listen, I, I think we all kind of suspected it. I think we all kind of suspected it. But at the same time, it's crazy how fast it all happened, actually happened and went down. I'm talking about, we was just talking about it that Friday and, and boom. You know what I'm saying? It actually just came out. I think it came out, what, Saturday that they had signed a deal? So, yeah, I think it was all interesting and coincidental. That's why I said we're going to see it play out more, though. But, look, the great thing is, it's just me and you up here, Mama Lynn, so we get a chance to go ahead and cut to a song before everybody come back. You know what I'm saying? We didn't check in and whatnot. And, of course, I want to 
to get to the news and hot topics of this weekend because there was so much that actually happened this week. I don't know about y'all, but there was a lot that actually went down this week um, and this weekend. Y'all know Pastor Carlson Pearson that passed away. Lord have mercy. So I definitely want to address some of the news and hot topics and all the other good stuff. But y'all know me. Once 9 o'clock hit, we'll never hear music again. So let me go ahead and cut to another song. And then we're going to come right back because y'all know me. I just love my gospel music. I love being able to hear what God is saying to me through music. You know what I'm saying? We we, we, we sleep on what God is saying through music. So I'm going to go ahead and cut to some gospel real quick. Cut to another song. And then we're going to come right, right back. Is that all right? Okay, good, good, good. Let's get it. Music you gonna play in Jesus' name. Nobody else, nobody else, you are holy, 
Take a moment right there to give God praise. Come on. Y'all know how I am. We're going to stop right there just to give God a praise for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Come on now, y'all. But I like y'all say hallelujah. Good morning. 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 Welcome back. Yes, ma'am. Who this song about? That was uh that was Travis Green, Holy Only, featuring Tony Fresh and I don't know the other person's name. But yeah, just Travis Green. It's our Travis Green new album. Um it's called Holy Only. But good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So waking up with the prophet where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, some work now, maybe you called off work today. Whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, conversation, inspiration, mindset, attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that as you start your day off with God, trust God, believe in him, rely on him, uh, things tend to go a little bit better, you know. I'm saying things tend to go a little bit better and this is new music monday you know what i'm saying i'm always supposed to have some new music because on mondays i like to play the new music so 
little song by um Travis Green. That's off the same album that he does Tent Revive off of. Yeah, I know I love that song Tent Revive. You feeling like a tent revival? Yeah, that's that's that same album. That's that same album. So yeah, make sure you go look that song up. It's really dope, really awesome, really amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I was gonna give you a motivational minute, but at the same time, I ain't gonna give you a motivational minute. I'm just gonna tell you to keep on going. That's your motivational minute right there. Oftentimes we're so busy stopping that we can not to see what God is doing in our life. Keep going. Keep pushing. Understand that the excellence of God is found in the glory that is in us continuing, in us completing the destiny that he has for us, the destiny that he has put in front of us. Never quit. Never give up. There's some times when you're going to get weak. There's some times you're going to get tired. There's some times when you want to take a break and pause. But guess what? Never give up. Never stop. Never, never quit. Continue to trust in him. Amen. Amen. With that being said, it's time for us to go ahead and hop on into our news and hot topics and stuff like we always do. Because y'all know every weekend, every Monday, we do something called the Weekend Rewind. You know, where we discuss some of the things that we've seen in the news recently, some of the things that's been going on. You know, all that crap. Yeah, well, not all that crap, but all that stuff, you know what I'm saying, that we see going on in the news regularly. We like to come back on here and talk about it because I tell people all the time, there's no point in me knowing everything that's happening in the heaven but not know what's going on here on earth. You know what I'm saying? We have to be balanced. And that being said, yeah, I'm finna go ahead and kick it on off because Mama Lynn, you was right. That P. Diddy and Cassie thing was one of the first things that, you know, we kind of addressed last week. Well, we did it off the record. We didn't really talk about it because, you know what I'm saying, we know what was going on and more information needed to become came, came out. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, of course, recently we, we, we found out that apparently they struck a deal. Apparently, literally, what was it? Like the next day after, they end up striking a deal to where, yeah, to where now... I guess it, it. I guess it just goes away, Mama. I mean, Mama, if that what just happened. Like it just goes away. We just po- <laughs> like he just paid her some he money. Out of a sudden, they signed a non-disclosure. They signed a non-disclosure, so they can't tell. They can't talk about it. But yeah, I think a lot was getting ready to come out, and it was gonna kill him. It was gonna kill him. Um. When I first heard it, uh, you know, have you ever, I don't know him, but with some reason, there were some things I just didn't like about him, but he seemed like a good guy, but I had heard stories that he was hard to work with and work for, so, you know, um, yeah, and if he was so in love with his children's mother, why didn't he marry her? You know, uh, it was even rumors that it was a little turmoil in that, in, in their relationship. So, yes, uh, he seems very arrogant when you listen to him talk. Now, he don't put love in it as his middle name. I mean, you know. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I pray that he get help and she get help. You know, I I think I think he's a good guy, but some I don't know. I don't know. It's just something that my spirit is saying. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So yeah, that's where I'm at, at about that. I know a lot of people probably upset and want to know what it was, but that ain't none of our business. That ain't none of our business. 
Mind your own business. That's where I'm at. And God bless Well, you. listen, Mama Lynn, anything that's public information, I think that anything that's public information, I can mind. I can mind and I can talk about it because it's public information. So as long as it's public and it's out there for the open, I think I should talk about it in the accent because okay. I ain't going to care. I'm I want to know how much you will. The details. The details. Well, I want to know the details because why? Because why should I? Not? But see, this is it. If you want to know the details, go read what she said. That's public knowledge. What she said. That's public knowledge. You know, he ain't gonna disclose. He just, he just wrote a check. Let's shut this down. That's what it was. He just wrote a check. <laughs> you know, but I wonder how much uh, the check was, Mama Lynn. <laughs> Hey, ain't none of my business unless they're going to break me out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Mama, know, hey. I know this, this kind of going to be an off-the-wall question. You got to pray for me. But if that was you and you went through a traumatic relationship where a man abused you or, or quote-unquote, because she said he had raped her or something like that, what, what amount of money would they have to write you for you to shut up or for you to just leave it alone? Okay, back in the day, I wouldn't have thought about that. But now, ain't no amount of money that's going to erase the pain. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, everything else. Will I be able to forgive? Mm. Not going to forget, but I got to learn how to forgive and let that person where they at and pray they get help. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, ain't no amount of money. It would be in the million. I'm going to try to break your bank. <laughs> Mama Lynn, so I'm so, taking all your money. So, you know, but would that give me satisfaction? Yeah. I want you to, think to about. admit what you did and own up to it. But you probably never will. Because you, you, you trying to protect your reputation. You rent my, I just rent my reputation, maybe. Maybe my reputation will boom. But I don't know. I don't want it to boom like that. Right. You know, I don't want to be known for whatever. But, yeah, I, putting a number on it, I can't. But I'm going to try to. I'm gonna try to clean your bank account. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I agree. I agree. I don't think no amount of money would probably shut me up either. I ain't signing no non-disclosure. I ain't doing nothing. Uh -uh. But I am gonna probably take some money. I'm like you, Mama Lynn. I'm 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 thinking of a couple of millions, a couple of millions. And I think that was probably part of the agreement. Like he definitely. Had, the like, thing of it is. What you offer me is that gonna be enough to shut me up? Cause I'm yeah. I'm 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 looking at you like, now, nah, partner, you gonna have to come up a little higher. We yeah. gonna proceed. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. Listen, I see S's and Carlos that pop back in. So I'm going to throw it on over to them so they can check in. And guys, we in that part of news and hot topics. Y'all know what time it is. The time now is 9.01. So I'm going to go ahead and say good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home for work, already at work, so I'm working out. Maybe you called off work today. Maybe you don't got a job, whatever the case may be. Maybe you always on the clock. But we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meeting with the right people, conversation, inspiration, attitude, mindset laughter, all that good right stuff. I just believe in starting your day with positive vibes, positive energy, the right spirit. Oops, my bad. Anyway, uh, yeah, so right now we're having a conversation about news and hot topics as always. Yeah, I know I don't believe in just knowing everything in the Bible and not knowing what's going on in my own neighborhood, community, city, state, whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? We always like to discuss those type of things. What's going on in the heavens, but what's also going on in your own backyard. With that being said, one of the things that we kind of talked about uh, was kind of some news that happened last week. Of course, Cassie, you know, a little R&B singer from back in the day, not a little R&B singer, but you know, an R&B singer, American singer, Cassie, ended up coming up with some lawsuits last week about P. Diddy. Um, you know, this is a nasty little scandal, but it wasn't that bad because I guess, you know, they signed the deal and closed it in a week. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't know about y'all, but it seemed a little ish, iffy to me. It seemed a little suspect to me. And I either raised the question on what Friday when we talked about it last week, if women just keep coming out and saying, oh, well, this guy touched me, this guy did this to me, this, 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 would it, would it almost be like, like the boy who cried wolf sometimes? Because I don't know how much I always believe people when they, when they, Say, hey, this person did this to me. This person did that to me. Because sometimes people do be lying. People do be lying sometimes. So now, it's not like I question Cassie whether she was lying or not. But this don't seem right how, how the news came out on a Thursday. And here it is on a Friday. We struck a deal to where, boom, it's it's done. Like, Essence, y'all going to have to help me out. Okay, Nick, y'all going to have to help me out. Like, this was a little, this was a little weird. I'm throwing it over to you first. Go ahead and check in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is. I don't know what it is. It's 41. I was about to say it's cold because I had to send Emery in a hat this morning. So it's cold. It's 41 degrees currently. What I had for breakfast, I had um, uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. Well, bacon and egg sandwich on toast with a little grape jelly. You know, hood classic. Um, <laughs> um, I also had, so there's this girl who makes coffee, um, has a coffee business. And so I tried, me and my mom tried some of her coffee this morning. Um, and so that's what I have for breakfast. Um, I'm at about a four right about now. That's just cause I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. Um. And so I've been up since bright and early, a little bit early. So um, just trying to get the day going. Um, and so, yeah, um, this whole P. Diddy situation. Um, listen, Diddy has a whole bunch of stories out about him. Aubrey from uh, Danity Kane never liked him. Ever, ever, ever. They yeah. always clashed. Yeah. Always. Um, and so my thing is this. Men empowered, some men, most men, a lot of men in power. I'm not going to say half, most, I'm not going to quantify it. I'm just going to say a lot of men in power um, 
do things because they have the money and the power, right? So, you know, I, for one, she was 19, he was 37. <laughs> she, yes, she was by legality. She was an adult, but she was young enough to be his child, right? So there's that, right? This idea or exerting this power over this young girl. Um, but then two, bruh, like he settled within day, within a day. Yeah, within 24 hours almost. Within 24 hours. So that tells me he knew what the hell he did to her. And he just don't want it to come out. I follow this girl who is a family practice lawyer out of Dallas on TikTok. And she was talking about it. She said, listen, she said, girl, and she said, most cases, she was like, we sue. She's like, I do lawsuits. She said, if I do 50, let's say I do 50 lawsuits, I file 50 lawsuits. She said only about five or 10 of them actually make it to court. court. Yeah. And actually make it to a trial. She said, most people settle. She said, how be ever <laughs> the amount of time she said, you know, and then there was some other lawyers in the comments just saying because of the discovery period, there was a lot of stuff that he probably just don't want out. So, yeah, he probably went on ahead and paid her and the amount and the, the, the quickness in which he paid her lets me know. He probably did all of that stuff she asked for and he didn't want it to come out. Um, He wanted to come out. And all of that would have came out, would have been public record. And so that would have done more. Now, this is going to do damage, especially the fact that he settled so quick. But had all of the facts came out during the deposition, during the discovery period, all of that good stuff. Man, listen. And then I'm also worried. My also in another group I'm in asked about his kids. Like with the exception of the twins and this and his toddler, all of his other kids are grown. All of the other kids are grown. So I'm just wondering how his one daughter and his two sons. Uh, particularly, yeah, his two sons, Justin and the one that he adopted, that's Albie Shore's son, who looked just like Albie Shore, by the way. Um, and then his oldest daughter, the twins, not so much, because I know they're teenagers, but they're not grown yet. But I'm just wondering, especially with the oldest three, how that's going to, like, how did he explain that? You know what I'm saying? Because they're in social media. They know what's going on. They're seeing all the blocks. They're seeing everything. Come out, and then the filing of the lawsuit is public record. Anybody can go pull it. So I'm just wondering what type of especially. But that's what I said. Stuff. What is supposed to just go away all of a sudden? It's not gonna go away because people <laughs> gonna be talking about it. But it wouldn't have been. It's not it's as not. bad as if it would have came out in court. <laughs> oh, okay. All yeah. types of stuff would have been released, and he probably don't want to release, I so he went on ahead and said. So that tells me that that man. <laughs> that tells me there's a lot of stuff in that that you don't want to come out. So he went on there and said, so now, nah, I don't know. The in which he I'm sorry. She it said, something in the water ain't clean. Huh? Something in the water ain't clean. Something ain't right. So you settled because you know you did something, if not all, some of it. So, yeah. I can agree. I wish you were you right. Carlos, I see you down there. Go ahead. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Um, it is cold here. I'm in New Jersey. Um, this weekend, my church here in Jersey, we 
had a historic ordination and licensure weekend, licensed 13 new preachers at our church, um, ordained nine new deacons, two of them were women, um, the first women deacons in the history of that church, 160 years. Oh, wow. That's what's and up. then um, ordained 10 new, um, 10 new ordained preachers. So I've been here all weekend doing that. And then I'm headed down to Princeton um, for a meeting at the seminary um but it's cold here like i need to get back to the dmv it's not as cold there um i'm gonna have my oatmeal i'm behind schedule but it is what it is um so to this whole situation um i agree with essence on all of that the other thing i would say is that oftentimes a quick settlement happens not to protect the perpetrator but also to protect anyone else that's involved in the situation. So, you know, we talk entertainment business, music business, Cassie would have had to t tell it all and no telling from her and those who were be would call witnesses, who else would be implicated in just anything, you know what I'm saying? Not just the, the accusation she made, but you're talking about business practices. You're talking about um, people's connections, just like all that stuff. So, yeah, he paid quick, but um, profit, like to us, it may have seemed quick, but those quick payoffs happen a whole lot, like all the time. I've, I've seen some of them happen um, even before they get to court. Now, what they can do is that they can seal that case where that deposition, all this stuff that's out there, um, it cannot be released, um, even though initial filing is there. Right. But also what's interesting is that I believe Cassie, right? But what's also interesting is the initial that it was filed as a civil suit and that also on her end, there was some evidence of um, demands for money before it went to court. So it also worked out in her favor because technically um, those demands could be considered blackmail. Um and right. so everybody, you know, it kind of worked out best. But we don't know what that payout was. It probably wasn't to thirty million, but we will never know. But also, from his lawyer's team, was probably like, "All right, now, y'all have been demanding money for a while for 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 this stuff, and it's considered blackmail. And if anything wasn't, it can be, you know, considered other like federal charges. So, you know, it's just it's a very very interesting situation. But I I believe he did it. But also because like I've been on that side of the industry too. I know a lot of that stuff that happens, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and eyes have not seen, ears have not heard all of the nasty things. I, some people call them nasty. <laughs> I just be like, you know, there's people doing what they do. Um, some of the things, you know, that people have prepared in their bedroom. All the scandalous things that people have prepared in their bedroom. I can't with Carlos. <laughs> I also, something that Carlos just said too about charges, right? So like she also mentioned sex trafficking in the lawsuit and in the in the in the paperwork and all that good stuff. Right, with so, the prostitution with the men or something, right? Yeah. So like the the girl I follow on TikTok, because I follow her for for she's a family lawyer, but she was just talking about it. She said you know, depending on how long it's been, the feds could come back and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What you mean? Sex trafficking ring? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, like, the feds, like, this is... Huh? 
Yeah, and, and if Cassie claims that she knew and she has not said anything, she can be implicated. But how could she be implicated if she was a part of said ring, if that makes sense? Because she, was, she, was her, she, she was, herself was trafficked. No, she wasn't saying she was trafficked. She was saying that she was you, that, that he had her and she participated. And that's what a deposition gets kind of murky, that she went out and sought these men sometimes. So it's the same thing with Tiny and T.I., right? Mm -hmm. That if they went out and sought, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an implication for, okay, you were out here, you were participating in sex trafficking also. And if you had an awareness of it and you did not report it, then that's a big, big, big problem. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess it is good that he probably settled this thing. I still want to know what the amount the is. Only, the only people that really know what happened, though, like for real, outside of all of this, peel back all the layers, right? Mm -hmm. The only people that really know what happened is Sean Combs, mm -hmm. Cassandra, whatever her last name is, <laughs> Cassandra, and all of the people that was around that saw firsthand what happened. But nobody will ever speak because, of course, he make everybody sign NDA. So I'm assuming also this probably came out at a point when that NDA not expired. As a lot of people were saying, oh, uh, was saying mm -hmm. that she probably speaking now because that NDA expired. Mm -hmm. Just like but I mean, giving everybody like there's always like with him, there's always something in the in the in the something always murky in the water with him because even when he was giving back everybody's masters Aubrey got went on live and was like no nah, I told the rest of my group not to take it because <laughs> there was a bunch of stuff tied to everybody getting the masters back so you know he he's slick he's cunning and he's slick um, <laughs> is he cunning and, and, and is he slick or is he just a businessman that I mean you can look at it either way it's both and he protected them assets, right? Yeah, so I mean, I mean it's great on the outside. It looked like, oh, he giving these folks back their masters. Probably is a business thing for him, but also it's some other stuff in the water. Ooh. And Ivory was like, I have a lot. I, she was like, I come from a family of lawyers, so I'm always reading my contracts and reading everything. And I got family who reads this stuff for me. And she was just like, and she read some of the stipulations in there. And one of which was have non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> it was an NDA wrapped into it. And she was like, I told him not to take it. Um, She was like, because absolutely not. Yeah. So, you know, I just think he is definitely a businessman and also kind of on the moral side of things like yeah, he's just yeah, yeah. So, we'll I, I'm playing there. We'll ask the question. He want to know. He say that NDA don't protect the criminal's behavior. Oh, that's not a question. It does. Later, uh, it, it, but, it protects their behavior. Yes, because because you can't do a deposition. So if you put everyone around you on an NDA, and 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 they depose, they actually do a deposition. You can actually file civil suit against them. Oh, so that's why I was filed as a civil suit then. Mm -hmm. That's why all this went civil and not criminal. 
See, I told you, Prophet. I told you. <laughs> Listen. Because, 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 hey, because. I, I cleaned the bank out. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know That's what? That's probably what she's trying to do. My Lord, it is going up there. Um, Baby, get your tailbacks out below the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say Memphis is already in the house you got. This is crazy. <laughs> And all he even went up north and got a little taste of this cold weather we get. Mm. Let me see. And listen, I have on a cashmere sweater and my Montclair jacket, and it's still cold. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Mm-mm. You got a little Vaseline on your face, beloved? Oh, <laughs> lips, lips and got chapped, walked outside. <laughs> on your whole body. I'm going to have to warm the car up. Right. Before you get in the car. I use Vaseline year round. I got the little Vaseline um, stick now. They have a stick. I Mm -hmm. use my backpack so I can touch up. (laughs) During the day. Praise Jesus. But I Vaseline, I need to buy stock in Vaseline because I buy plenty of it. Thank God for the OT and the C. I can buy a box of four in the big jars. So I buy two or three of them bad boogers. So I never run out. That's crazy. A, a woman <laughs> that does makeup the best one of the best moisturizers to keep your skin subtle and young looking is a good old jar. Oh Vaseline, the name brand, not the cheap brand, the name brand. And I keep it faithfully. Yeah, you I right about that. Last night, she did something, and I was like, my Lord, my daughter done popped out six jars of Vaseline. Six jars. Not the small jars either, y'all. The big jars. I had Praise life. the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the big jars. <laughs> wow. Listen, y'all know what else happened this past weekend? Because y'all know normally when we talk about news, our topics in the weekend and stuff like that, it's a whole weekend full of things. But of course, Bishop Segwick, you know, we talked about him. He had died last 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 week after not going to the convocation and whatnot. He had passed away. But they had his funeral the other day. Um and it was on live. Yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah. Was it yesterday? Uh yep. Yes. They had it on a Sunday. Absolutely. Oh, if funerals on Sundays is, is part of the norm now. <laughs> Funerals on Sunday is a norm now. Yes, sir. Listen, yeah. yep. I have never heard of such until I went to Christ Missionary Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee on South Parkway, and we had to stay after church. Carlos, remember, we had to stay after church. <laughs> because the you funeral. stay after church for a funeral. All the time. All the time. In the South, yes, they do. So small country down. Yes, they do. Funerals on Sunday. I've never stayed after church for a funeral. Now we finna have a funeral after church. <laughs> because think about it, most people can make it on Sunday. Especially if it's somebody well respected. Yeah, and then and then had a had a if you couldn't do the burial on Sunday, Monday morning. Talk about it. <laughs> it's a grave site. Uh huh. I've been yeah, to many Monday graveside morning. services. And intimates on Monday morning. 
<laughs> wow. I never, because we don't do that up here. Um, and so I've never, I never heard of it until I got to Memphis. And it was like, oh, this is normal. Well, a lot of it has to do okay. with you almost have to you basically make a reservation at the cemetery because so many people are passing away that wow. you really have a lot of intimates don't happen until Monday morning, Tuesday morning. And with the military, yes, sir. You might have to, if they got so many that day, you don't make the count. You want to wait till there's an opening to put the body in the ground. Wow. That's crazy. They do it up here, but it's not that it's not that often. It's not that often. They will do a service um on a Sunday. Uh I haven't been to one on a Sunday in a while, but they they do do it here it, well, I at least can say in Cincinnati. Keep um, keep watching. It's going to change. But, uh, I don't plan to be here. Okay. That's <laughs> now, you're going to see that because that business is booming. It's, it's booming. Yeah, I know it's and they're running out of days, so it's Sunday going to be the next one. Uh, um, and it's going to cost you. It's going to cost Actually, it costs you more to so. have it during the weekday than it does on the weekend. I got a friend in the business. Well, it's, it was cheaper for us. It was cheaper for us. So I guess it's the funeral home. Um, it was cheaper. They charged more for the weekend than they did for the week. I was like, okay. So I'm going to leave it like that. Hello, Papa Jerry and Pastor Jerry. I mean, he had a nice obituary, but listen, let me tell y'all something. Y'all gotta be honest and y'all gotta be real. Like when y'all, when y'all, listen, when y'all make y'all, I don't know what better way to say this, Jesus Christ. Make sure y'all find some good pictures when y'all picking the obituary pictures for these people. Because Come I on, no, prophet. I'm you in the van. I don't it. want no ugly pictures in my obituary. <laughs> don't be putting nobody in the obituary with the wig halfway off. Glasses falling off. Get some decent pictures for the obituary. I'm just saying, especially if you're gonna have a whole gathering there, have some decent pictures for the obituary. I know ghetto pictures. I'm just saying. Now we can stop right there. Everybody, we can resume. <laughs> but I'm just saying, and it be young folks too. Now the older people are a little bit better at picking their pictures, especially you know, like these bishops and the highly respected people. But I be saying some folks who be having all kinds of pictures on their shirts, on the obituary. And I'm like, where does this come from? Y'all gotta, I gotta have some more respect about y'all selves. Maybe it's just me, but hey, it is what it is. Speaking of people who passed though, um, y'all know Bishop Carson didn't, didn't kick the can. He didn't, he didn't officially left us. Pastor Jerry, he'd officially gone. He, he they didn't, they kept trying to kill him and he did pushed on through. And then finally he's on Instagram page and his own Facebook, his own network actually released uh, a flyer, uh, actually released the announcement and let us know that he passed November 19th during the nighttime with his family around him and he was loved and all that other good stuff. So long little bishop, man, long little bishop. 
I ain't gonna cap. He was a remarkable man. I, I'm still kind of confused and perplexed on how all these people so in love with him and so enamored by him and all this other stuff. But then, you know, kind of, you know, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, he did leave a good life. Lived, lived a good legacy. Um, he lived his seventy years, and I, you know, I appreciate the impact that he put on the body of Christ. I ain't even gonna cap. I really do. He wasn't my personal mentor or nothing like that, but at the same time, he did do a good job at Woody, you know, at leaving a legacy. Like, he is probably one of the most popular American preachers, you know, in the world, like, outside of, like, Billy Graham, T.D. Jakes. And I recently seen a video this past weekend that was talking about how Bishop Jakes, and I think y'all even told me in this room, how Bishop Jakes was preaching a sermon. And in the midst of him preaching a sermon, Bishop Carlton Pearson seen it, put it on his TV show or something like that. And from there, Bishop Jakes ended up blowing up and ended up getting on TBN and all this other stuff. So shout out to Bishop Carlton Pearson. May he rest in peace and live well in whatever place he is in. Amen. I see JY Prophet Jerry Pastor Jacob here in. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to one of y'all. Y'all can go ahead and check in. We just talking about news and hot topics, get into our weekend rewind. Um, of course we were talking about the Diddy and Cassie thing, JY, because uh we talked about that with Friday, and here it is, literally a couple of hours after we got off the show talking about it, they end up signing the deal, signing the contract, and whoop do do. In addition to that, we was also talking about, you know. The deaths that didn't happen this past weekend. And it's kind of sad, too. Because it's always around Thanksgiving and Christmas that people start dying. Like, I ain't going to cap. There's another, you know, recent passing here in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, here in Georgia, period. Of President Carter's um, wife, the former First Lady Rosaline Carter. I believe that was her name, Rosaline Carter. She passed away. Yes. Rosalind. 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 There you go. Rosalind Carter. She died at age 96. And you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I ain't really surprised because you're 96. I mean, you expect you to live long because you're 96. But at the same time, you know, hey, she was a honorable woman. She was a former first lady of the, you know, of the presidency or whatnot. And what's interesting was, as I was watching the news this morning and, and you know, following up on, you know, her cause of death, it was actually, I think, from like Alzheimer's or dementia. And what's interesting was in her younger years, she was a big advocate on like mental health and stuff like that. And just so happened that, you know, mental health was one of the things that kind of took her out. But at the same time, she was kind of old. So, I mean, who can really blame you? At 96, what was supposed to happen? So, mental health more than just mental health, though. You said what? Hold on. You said what, Mama Lynn? They had been married for 80 years? Oh, yeah, I heard that. They probably the longest living president. 77. Yes, it was actually 77. Essence, <clears throat> what you were saying? Dementia causes I what? said dementia and Alzheimer's more than just mental health. It's a de degenerative brain disease. And so it's been literally her brain, parts of her brain and her memory has been de degenerating for years because that's what Alzheimer's do. So that's just not mental health. That's actually an actual, yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. A disease. That's crazy. That's crazy. But I think that was just kind of ironic hearing that because, you know, she was a big person on mental health. She was a big person on, you know, I guess, you know, supporting that cause and helping people with that type of illnesses or disease. And just so happened, you know, boom, it happened to her. 
That's kind of interesting. But I see J.Y., Prophet Jerry, and all these other people in here. What was you saying? This is my fault. I'm now, I just going to say, too, President Carter, is both of them on their way about here, honestly. He's been on hospice care for the longest. So I wouldn't be surprised. Typically, couples like that. Yeah, well, one lead, the together, other one be right on out. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, like, I absolutely. He's going right on. He go not too far after her. Because I was like, because when couples are like that, when they've been together like that, yeah. one guy, the other one go not too long after. So that's usually what happens. Not all the time, but usually, you know, in their case, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. He is on hospice care, so I would not be surprised uh, if, you know, she passed, she done passed and not too long. It won't be too much longer before he passed on. Yeah. They, they showed the interview that... Uh, Assistant, the guy's first name is Steve. That he that he did with them probably about three plus years ago, mm -hmm. and the interaction between them and um, former President Carter said he he didn't think he was like I wouldn't be able to go on without her. Wow. And so, you know, he's he's been on hospice, but you know the impact that they have made as a couple over this time has been it's amazing with the habitat for humanity i mean they were still for a long time still you know going out on projects and doing in the last few years yeah that they were still doing projects because for them to live that long that's crazy and to go out so they they're very impactful uh to this he country yeah yeah they were teaching sunday school my she aunt did the same thing. Sunday she taught school. Sunday school since she was 100. And she passed at 108. Wow. And the only reason she stopped, she said she wanted to give the young people a chance. And she was talking about young as 40. Wow. But she was in her right mind when she left here. Totally. And that was at 108. So a lot of them live a long time. Especially those in the um, when they live out in the country, lack of a better word, they live out in the country in a simple life. You know, Plains, Georgia ain't no big city. Yeah. And really. my great aunt lived in uh, Tresman, Tennessee. So it's out in the country. A lot of them live long lives, so they still active. They active way into end of those years. Right. That's crazy. That is crazy. And um, Elder, you were actually right, too. They actually having something again for... Um, for Bishop Sadwick Daniels uh, today, this morning. Um, apparently, they had the local home going, um, the local and jurisdictional home going celebration yesterday. And then today, they're having like the national home going celebration. Um, and that's from 9 to 11. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. I think that's probably what Bishop Charles did because that was his homeboy. You know how the bishops be knowing each other. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Well, you know, he, he impacted a lot of people as far as coming up the ranks. So, And that's why I said a lot of all yeah. the legends are leaving. All the impactful people are leaving. Lord Jesus, bring them back. All the trailblazers, all the legends, like, just dying off on us. Where they going? We need them. We do need them, but that's they because their time. That is because... Thank you. That's because their assignment is finished and God is raising up new generals, you new right. fathers, new people. And I'm praying that someone would not pick up the baton 
but follow the with the mantle. There is a difference in having a mantle and a baton. Everybody doesn't have the mantle, but everybody can receive the baton. A baton is impartation. The, the mantle is the responsibility to finish what that individual started. So yes, they're leaving because their their work in the earth realm is done, and and the Lord spoke. Come on, people, let's wake up. The Lord spoke that to us in the year of twenty twenty. Yeah. This is the decade of the transition of mouths. Yes, he did. Say the decade it. of the transition and the changing of the guards. But my question is, Pastor Jacob, who is going to take on that mantle? Yeah. Oh, they left us. Okay. Yes. And, and I and I said something. I said something, and somebody told me, you know, it was wrong. And I said, I don't care. I said, I said to them. We won't be so devastated when somebody passed away when we knew, or rather, when we treat them right while they were alive. I'm so devastated. You crying the loudest because you you treated them the worst. The worst. And watch at Bishop Carlton Pearson's homegoing. There are going to be so many people crying out loud while he's dead, but but, but they dogged him while he was alive. Miss me with it. Miss me with that. Miss me. Miss me with it. Don't come to me crying over. No, no, no. This is why I told my (laughs) wife, don't put me in the ground. Put me in the wall. (laughs) When I die, don't know because they threw dirt on me while I'm alive. And you're not going to throw dirt on me while I'm dead. Put me in the wall. Put me (laughs) in the wall. Paint the picture, Jerry. Paint it. Paint it. (laughs) Pastor Jerry said, "They finna throw dirt on me while I'm dead, cause they finna throw." <laughs> That's right, though. Said they threw too much dirt on me while I was alive. I agree, and that's what I think is so sad about you know this whole Carson Pearson thing. Like, dog, y'all threw so much dirt on this man's name, and now as soon as he died, y'all try to be sad and cry up in arms. Like, bro, come on now. I'm with you, Jeff Prophet. I ain't even gonna cap. <laughs> But um, JY, um, Elder, Prophet Jerry, Pastor Jacob, yeah, check in this morning. How y'all feeling? How was y'all weekend? Good. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on. Go ahead and tap in. Good morning, everybody. Um, what I do? It's 67 right now. I think it's going to hit uh, 77. I'm on my way to take my son to the dentist. Uh, didn't do much this weekend. Um at all uh uh what a, what's going on excited about me eat, getting my eat on well try to get my eat on because i don't eat as much no more but you know at least get my taste on um yeah my wife actually has said that only this year when she had prophesied about what was the lord doing and saying that a lot of there was going to be a definite change in the guard and um you definitely are seeing a lot of it right now and I believe it's similar to what happened with Moses and Joshua. There's going to have to just be a new, uh, a new remnant to raise up and push forward. Uh, the the call of God, new voices going to have to come up, and um, new generals like Prophet Jerry said have to raise up because a lot of them are going, like a lot of them are bouncing. And I guess it's going to show us, like, are we truly followers of Christ or followers of the people of God? Um, 
that's what I really look at it as. A lot of us, we get excited about by the, the celebrity of an individual, but not the message behind the individual. So new people got to come on up. Quit being afraid, come out of hiding. Uh, uh, work still needs to be done. Um, I want to know. I want to know what somebody about to say was going on in the in, in the world. That's what I'm worried about right now. Like all these little weird alliances and stuff is going on and stuff like that. I I, I just want to know is the U.S. dollar about to go bad or? <laughs> That's I mean, my word. you know, we recently just had a meeting with China's president too. Yeah, I know. And they, t- I was told that you. Someone mentioned to me that U.S. would go to war before that happened, but. I don't know, man. This this little uh, what's they call it, Brinks or whatever it is. They, I just just be in prayer, y'all. That's all I'm worried about. But God bless y'all. In the words, of my man, Doctor Jacob, have his smile up. <laughs> <laughs> while while you're while you're wondering what's going to happen in Bricks, make sure you get some stock. Okay, I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm gonna no, I, I got, I got my Weeble going right now. Got me some stock, definitely. But yeah, yeah. I want. I wish Make I could sure get, get some silver and gold. That's what I wish I could get. You missed it. You missed it. Make sure you get some stock in bricks. Oh, in bricks. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, God bless you all. Uh, good morning. How you get uh, stock in bricks? We'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, good morning to all of you. God bless your heart. Uh, this was an eventful weekend. Three services yesterday, two services on Saturday. I want to find my bed and lay down in it. Um, I am already out and about, and y'all know I don't do nothing before 10 o'clock. Um, so you already know I've been out since 7, and I'm not liking it. I'm not liking life, but I have to do what I have to do until I can do what I want to do. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, to, to prophet Jerry's point, I, uh, uh, when I heard about all of the passings this weekend and, uh, Bishop Pearson passing, I, I told my wife immediately, I said, now watch all of the people who didn't say, I'm sorry in life will be sitting there going crazy about how much he was their mentor. And uh, yeah. it's funny, he becomes spiritual father to a whole lot of people who called him who told me he was going to hell, but come on now, uh, come on now. Now all of a sudden in death, uh, he was such a great leader to me and he was a spiritual father to me and he laid hands on me. It's funny uh, that, that when he was in isolation alone by himself and uh, was talking about how he wanted to, to leave this world before now uh, and all of the same people that were calling, that will be calling him spiritual father at his funeral, um, yeah, I'm gonna leave that alone. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you is my prayer. I'm gonna be very quiet today. I'm gonna fall into the background. I'm not gonna say much, but I hope all is well with all of you. And uh, much love to you. As, as Prophet Jerry, y'all use my saying, I'm gonna use Prophet Jerry's mega love to all of you. Um, uh, mega love, mega love. <laughs> good morning, everybody. I didn't say good morning. Uh, it is 38 right now here in the city of Toledo, Ohio. I'm cool with it. Don't bother me none. Uh, Pastor Jacob, you ain't going to be quiet because if you get stirred, you're going to speak. So, you know, you could have kept that part of the statement. And I just be waiting. I, I, we're patient. Stuff's going to come out. Don't worry about it. Uh, 
everything is going on in the world. The generals are uh, leaving here. It's it's impactful. It's important that we all uh, seek the face of God and know our position and what we're supposed to do in the great scheme of the kingdom and get it and do it and do it in excellence. I'm thankful for this weekend because I was able to be a blessing to two people that matter a lot in my life. And God allowed me to be the to be used to be a blessing to them. Mother Lynn was one of them. And I was so excited that I was able to do something that I couldn't physically do myself, but God gave me a window, an open door to have it done for them. And I am so thankful that I was able to be a part of that process. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, I'm glad y'all have fun. Turn up this weekend. That's what's up. Pastor Jerry, let me ask you a question. Because <clears throat> you just said something real powerful and I had to think about it for a second and it sat on me. What would be the what would be the mantle that someone would even pick up and run with when it comes to Bishop Pearson? Because like Pastor Jacob just said, there were so many people that are going to praise him now, but often times they sent him a hell behind his back. You know what I'm saying? So what would be that mantle? Well, if you look at it in the in the um, in his last video that he played, he already assigned his successor. He said the young man he's going to continue on, and that is the mantle. He passed his mantle on to the young man. I can't do it. I ain't too. I don't know. There's a young man that's online. Um, oh, who, do, who does his, um, his show with Right. Him. He does his show. Absolutely. Yeah. So he passed that on to him. Mantle are only, rather, mantles are only passed to those who oh. serve. You can't receive a mantle if you never served. Yeah. And people say, oh, I got the mantle of Mother Stash. No, you don't. Stop you lying. Never served Mother Stash. Yeah. You, you never served it. Right. Okay. You never been there. You never sat Thank you, for countless hours in privacy and in prayer and received not only impartation, but do you have the wherewithal? Do you have the strength? Do you even have the knowledge to continue what they started? Joshua received the mantle of Moses. Elisha received the mantle of Moses, of, of Elijah. So that's, that's how you receive that mantle. So whoever has served one-on-one, faithfully, they, they, they receive that mantle. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm backing out my car, so give me a minute, I'll, I'll be over. No, you good. You good. That definitely makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Um, I, I definitely have to go back and, you know, study him, watch him more, because like I said, even with, and I didn't know the Gospel of Inclusion was an actual book, too, that he wrote a book about it. So I'm going to have to go back and actually read the book. Um, but, you know, I think it's just interesting seeing or even hearing that, you know, of of course, his journey is going to continue. Um, I think his ministry is going to continue. But, you know, talking about, you know, the impact that he really made on the church community of course i think i know i've known about it because of azusa and how he bridged the gap between white people and black people 
know what I'm saying? But what's so interesting now is then a lot of black people and even some of the white people, like like we said, fell out from them, stopped liking them, disconnect, disconnected themselves from them, even told them that he was going to hell. But then he opened himself up to so many more people that allowed him to come in and, you know, have an audience. And even watching the movie, like I told you last, last week, uh, I was able to watch Come Sunday, and I didn't know, of course, after he took his church and all the other, after people took his church or he lost the church, whatever the case may be, he ended up connecting with um other people like, what's her name, Bishop Flounder, Bishop Event uh, Fl uh, Flounder, you know what I'm saying, he ended up connecting with her, which was someone who was already, you know, preaching inclusion, preaching, you know, that type of gospel, whatever, but, you know, that was somebody who, I guess, you know, they kind of pioneered that work together. And now that he's passing, I would, you know, mm -hmm. it, it kind of intrigues me to see who else will be passing, like who, who's going to take up that work with them, you know? So, so, so Yvette Flunder, he didn't That's partner nice. that work with her. That work began with Walter Hawkins. Okay. And Love Fellowship. So Yvette Flunder got her mantle from Walter Hawkins who was doing inclusion work on the West Coast. Mm. Mm -hmm. Walter Hawkins, the singer? Absolutely. Mm. He who was a bishop. Who you think that's singing, thank you, Lord? That's Yvette Flunder. That's Bishop Flunder. Uh, yeah. He was, yeah. Mm. Ooh, Prophet, you got some homework to do. Yeah, no, I ain't that old now. And so, old. and so, and so the same tension that, that Bishop Walter Hawkins had was with Kojic. It was the same things with um, Carlton Pearson and the Pentecostal yeah. Church. So the gospel of inclusion is not new. It was not new at all, but it was new in Pentecostal and charismatic circles, which is where he made the application of um, an inclusive gospel. Yeah. Marrying it with that. That's so interesting. I never knew that. I never knew that. So what was, is, is she Pentecostal? Is the vet find Pentecostal too? They, Prophet Jerry, help, I, I'm always kind of torn. They are, when you have to be careful when you say Pentecostal. Are you saying Pentecostal as a denomination or Pentecostal and charismatic expression? I mean, as a denomination. What denomination no. or reformation are they a part of? They're more she, charismatic than anything. Right, they're their own reformation. Yeah, they're their own reformation, yes. Okay, I never, I see, I but, know that was the only but, but they all have Pentecostal K. influence that came out of coaching. But catch this, guy. Watch this. Y'all go hit me for this, and even put me out. You for be missing because I know what you're gonna say. Gay, I know what you're gonna say. These, these gay people, these gay people are gone to hell. But you singing up their songs every Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and let's just say this. Boy, shouting off of them, shouting off of them, speaking in tongues. Watch this. You, you, you. We are reading. The Lord is my shepherd. We are reading, creating me a clean heart. We are reading all of this, but you ain't gonna boycott David because, never mind, never mind. Now, y'all you, you, know how I feel about David, his trash King David was trash. Um, and you're talking about Diddy and Cassie. We can go back to King David, but don't get me started on that. Um, huh. Man, that's God's own heart. That's where he got an example from out the Bible. But people don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So it okay. But yeah, so and, and let me say this. Bishop Pearson presented a 
openly radically inclusive gospel. There's a difference. Black churches have been closed affirming, closed inclusive, don't talk about it, don't put it out there publicly, because don't ask, don't tell. Right, because because let, let me see, because we didn't send the. I'm gonna shut up. We didn't send a lot of folks that we love to heaven. They just weren't openly gay, or openly homosexual, or openly polyamorous. And we stood up at we stood up at their national services and sent them to heaven. I'm I'm gonna mute. Bye bye. Not sent them to heaven. <laughs> Carlos, <laughs> we just sent them to heaven. Now we finna send him to hell. <laughs> I just on the lighter note. Let me talk about my weekend. Glory <laughs> to God. Glory <laughs> to God. Come on, God. glory <laughs> to God. Well, y'all. Well, it's seventy-one degrees here in North Central Florida. Uh, just vacuumed out my car. Well, you guys, Friday, my wife uh, drove me to, well, I drove to Miami. And when we got to Miami, praise the Lord, uh, we checked in, Hibabashaya, uh, checked into the JW Marriott Marquis. And there I had a wonderful, luxurious suite. After that, uh, we got dressed and she surprised me. She said, get in the car. Well, first of all, I got to tell you the whole thing. First of all, when we pulled up to the to the JW, they opened up our door. The bellhop grabbed our baggage and luggage, put it on the luggage cart, took it up to our suite. I went to go check in. And the lady behind uh, the, the desk, she says, you're Prophet Jerry, aren't you? I said, you know me? She says, I see you on Facebook. You're Prophet Jerry. She told everybody, this is the prophet. This is why you gotta be careful what you do. Where you go. I'm all the way down in Miami. And the lady mm -hmm. behind the desk at the JW says, you're Prophet Jerry. Oh, praise God. And then after that, we check in. We get dressed. And uh, my wife said, put on that nice suit you have. I said, okay, put on my suit. Went to South Beach, Miami, praise the Lord. Winded up eating dinner at the Versace Mansion. Oh, praise God. Had a wonderful Father time. Jerry, you talked about my, my heavenly experience now. Don't talk about Miami like this. It's hit me bothered. Don't do it. Please don't. Don't do that to me, prophet. Went to eat dinner at the Versace Mansion. Praise the name of our God. Went there, sat by the pool. And the pool literally has 24 karat gold engraved in the bottom of it. It was so wonderful. After that, we took a walk around my South Beach, got in the car, went back home, went back to our suite, found out I had another surprise there at the suite, praise God. Went to bed, woke up, had breakfast on the beach. After that, went to the outlet mall in Fort Lauderdale. Shop, did a little shopping at Gucci. Bought me something else from Gucci. Praise the Lord. After that, I went to uh, the male beauty parlor, which is called the Spa. Oh my God! If ever you're in Miami, book your haircut appointment at the Spa in downtown Durant. 
which is right outside of here. Got that done, and after that, we had lunch, and then we came right on back home. So my weekend was fabulous. It was phenomenal, fantastic, and on our way back home, we watched the Tyler Perry documentary, which how was it? Absolutely trash, in my opinion. I'm weak. Not it was trash. In my opinion. In my opinion. In my opinion. In my opinion, it was trash because it, although it highlighted certain things of abuse, but I, I just think there's a piece of arrogance that he has within, covered into false humility, you know, and it's like he talks about addressing certain situations, but when they ask him questions, he refuses to answer. So I think there are some things that he's still dealing with internally, and he wants the world to think Even though the man has broke, I mean, broke barriers in the film industry, but uh, there's still some demons, or in law words, issues um, that still underlie. I thought it was trash. Everybody said, oh, it was good. It was T R A S H. That's my opinion. Make love to everybody. And uh, see y'all in the flip side. Tyler, um, I'm not Tyler Perry. Pastor Jerry, Pastor Jerry where'd you Jerry, watch it on? Amazon Prime. Prime Video. Okay, okay. Amazon Prime. My fault. There you go, Mama Lynn. Pastor Jerry, you're going to have to step up your A game now because from the pictures you sent on Facebook, oh wow, you're going to really have to. Step up your game. Hmm. Even though you knew, but you didn't say nothing. You were surprised, but you didn't know the whole story. But you're going to have to step up your A game. All righty. Let me tell you something. My wife is, my, my wife is not like, you know, uh, it, whatever she likes, she likes. I try to outwill, but she don't want it. She does not want that. I, I asked my wife, I said, what do you want for Christmas? She says, oh, just, just, just um, empty my uh, machine. That's fine. My empty kind my, of Empty my Amazon card. That's fine. Yeah. What? She's not like, not me. I'm totally different. Now, my Listen. question is, though, and I'm going to ask this, how much is in her Amazon card? Because if her Amazon card is any of our all, <laughs> yeah, she got it. It's going to be good. She got it. Yeah, she got it. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> In her sheen, another six hundred. What you say? What you say? She got about six hundred in her Amazon account. Yeah, about that. About that much. But but I, I after you hit it dead on the head. Yeah. So so it's like if my wife gets Louboutins or something goofy, it's because she don't know I'm getting it. I, I literally have to twist her arm like. She has about four or five pair of Louboutins. That's because I had to twist her arm to say, you need these. Put these on. <laughs> She's not that type of person. You know? She's fine with what she has. But me? No, 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 no. Everything has to be. But that's, that's who she, she is. She's she my kind of girl. You know. Um, yes, Lord. Women, we... we we just want to be loved and know we love and respect it. If we and her, if we get that, we cool. 
all the rest of the material stuff. Uh, Alright. We appreciate it. But like Essence, that Sheen account and that Amazon account. Yeah. See, I do that. Yeah, that, that's it. I just want to know, does Louis Vuitton got an outlet? That's all I want to know. No, sir. No, sir. Louis Vuitton will never have an outlet. Never. And if they say they got it from a Louis Vuitton outlet, they lie. Louis Vuitton will never have an outlet. Trust me. It's going to be the fake Louis if they they ever have an outlet. It ain't going to be real. It's super fake. It's super fake. Super it duper fake. It'll be Lewis. It wouldn't Lewis. be Louis. It'd be Lewis. That part, JY. That right there. Lewis. But in all reality, it is Lewis. In all reality, it is Lewis. Lewis. It is Lewis. L-E-W-I-S Lewis. The only outlets, top name brand outlet you have is Gucci. Prada has an outlet. Uh, even Fendi has an outlet. Uh, Christian Louboutin has an outlet. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Saks has an outlet. Neiman's has an outlet. Hugo Boss has an outlet. Uh, who else? Quite a few, but you won't find a Louis Vuitton. Even, even, um, uh, uh, what's the, Alexander McQueen. They have an outlet. But you will never find a Louis Vuitton outlet. Never. There's a Louis Vuitton store here in uh, Austin. And I was like, I'm going to go in there. And my wife said, I have to keep myself together because if I see them prices, I'm going to be, I can't be making no goofy sounds and being silly. I got to keep it together. So I thought about walking up in there. So I looked online and I saw them real prices. I was like, oh, little Lord, I don't know if I'm able to, even when I'm there, there, if I can walk in there and keep myself, keep a straight face. Three, that, Lord, hallelujah. Let me tell you what I used to do. Let me tell you what I used to do. When I was a teenager, I used to go in Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all those top brand stores and just try stuff on just to see how it feels, just to see if I would like it. Now, one brand I don't like, I don't like Prada. I I don't like it. It just, it just, I just don't like it. I I, I love the cologne. The cologne nice. Yeah, the, the cologne is nice. But I, I just I don't like Prada, and and some but sometimes I don't like the way the customers act in Gucci because they think they're better than people. That's why, you know, if anybody ever shopped in Gucci, sometimes the, the, the customer service there is trash, horrible. So uh, I almost didn't get anything from Gucci because the the person that was doing customer service was very snobby. I'll 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 say this, and then I'm off my mic. I remember one time um quite some years ago i just came off of tour and i was shopping in Ronkonkoma, new york and uh i went into the louis vuitton store and um then they had just came out with the checkered checkered look uh for louis vuitton and they had a pair of high top sneakers and i said "Ooh!" i said to the associate can can i see those please she proceeds to tell me these are twelve hundred dollars I said, lady, I asked you how much they were. I said, give me your manager. She got me the manager. I said, I'll take these sneakers and I'll take that attache case up there. Because you didn't think I had money. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. 
Don't play with me. I'll buy it just so you can, just so I can let you know I got money. And then you, Mr. Commission, don't play with me at all. Lewis. Job well done, sir. Excellent. Lewis Vitten. That's what it would be called. Like what, what Essence said. Lewis Vitten. I'm trying to lose some weight too so I can get in some of these things. Like I can finally get in the polo again. You know, polo ain't, you know, polo is polo, but I can fit in polo comfortably. Ralph Lauren polo, not USA polo that people be wearing. With there the, is a difference. With the, right, with the, with the different kind of there horse. There is a difference. Yeah. There was a different kind of horse. There, I'm telling you, I used there's Ralph Lauren. You had a USPA polo on. I ain't even going to cap. They used to crack on your head real hard. You had that exactly. thing. Is you Polo Association. <laughs> there was a different than Polo. <laughs> then you, the Polo has the red label. They have the Ralph Lauren has the red label, the black label, the purple label, which is the highest label, which is the purple label. Okay. Then they have the one that they sell in the in the in the outlets, and then they have the ones that they have in for the showroom. Okay. Yes. What about if them, you want to know, Pastor Jerry? What's that fake polo that we get from City Trend? USPA. That's US Polo Association. That's USPA. That's associated. <laughs> That's US Polo associated. They associated with it. They ain't it though. <laughs> Baby, Walmart has US Polo Association now. I went there and I was like, oh, that's Walmart got the polos. Walmart. <laughs> I went in Walmart because that's where I get, like, if I get Emery's, like, jogging pants and stuff like that, that's where I get Right, it might as well. And so I walked in and I see the whole little thing. Now, the clothes were nice, but I just can't have it in me to put my baby in U.S. Polo Association. Although the clothes were cute, they were nice, they were put together, they were, you know, my little style that I like for him, cool. But it just says U.S. Polo Association, and I, I I just can't bring myself to do it. I just I can't. Wow. I this can't. is how you know the difference. I, let me I show you the difference. <laughs> let me show. Let me show you the difference. One of the sticks has a flag, and one of them is a actual polo stick. That's how you know the difference. The top of that stick is a flag, and the other one is an actual polo stick. That's how you can tell the difference. Last thing, Dr. Patton, I was I was looking at this guy. He was um quite of a substantial uh, of of a substantial size, and he had on a Gucci shirt. And I said, they don't even make that in your size, so that ain't real. Okay, I, I, I'm gone. About to say, ain't no way. Cause I've been looking, and I know what I, I know what my size is. I know what it was too. Cause I see people with some shirts that say polo, and the word polo so big it goes around the Saturday back. But but I mean I'm interested. It says polo. Oh, it say, oh no! But I mean it's it's funny to me because labels how do we become such label whores I, i'm i'm I, it's, it it don't make I, i'm sense. not a label whore i'm a quality whore well i mean but the thing about I it like is, quality well quality is one thing but that don't mean that a name brand always gives you the most quality either you know because i think that most times prophet jerry 
when we started talking about polo shirts, people say, well, make sure that at the company job, you know, you, you got to come in if it's business cal, cal, uh, casual, come in with a polo style shirt. And most people that came in didn't come in with polo shirts. They came on and come on and there was just, you know, a solo. And it had no horse on it. It just was a shirt, a uh, short sleeve shirt with a collar. And they call that polo. And guess, right and, 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 and guess what? I've had some of those shirts, and those shirts wear just as well, and they don't have a label on it. Um, and I think that now I'm not mad at nobody's taste and what you can afford, but I find it interesting that we really get off into that a lot with our people, and we can brag about labels and no life insurance. Uh, we can brag about labels, but we're not homeowners. We can brag about labels and, or even not just labels. I find it interesting, like with sports teams, how we go in my Dallas Cowboys, you don't own a piece of nothing. You just buy the merchandise. You a fan, you a customer, homie. <laughs> as, as, Speaking uh, of, how does your team do this week? Well, first of all, I done told you a little ragged behind. I'm a <laughs> I divorced fandom a long time ago. Fandom is for suckers. I'm a critic. I can tell you who's going to win, just like I told JY <laughs> that Colorado wasn't going to do nothing this year. But it's okay. Nobody, Nobody's on my timeline no more <laughs> trying, to, trying to troll me. Because they all quiet. Now, they wait for next year. And I already put my, my disclaimer out that said, now, when they start winning a little bit next year, don't come trying to troll next year. I don't need you to do that. I need you to go back to this year. When you four and seven or four and eight, whatever you 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 don't miss the bowl game, and I admit that's beneath my expectations because I picked them for at least six or seven games, and I, I just think that again, our peoples, our peoples, our peoples, our peoples, we just get so emotionally involved, and we we some of us, not all of us, but some of us, miss the opportunity to critically think and know that labels and clothes and style, blah blah blah, blah hey, look, have some stuff in place. You know, labels, you know, polo, solo, jolo, you know, all this stuff, man. I, I mean, I put my I put kids the link my... above if you want to donate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Support profits uh, because it ain't no different. Right. Have you, I don't know if anybody's seen it. I saw the movie about the house of Gucci, how they got started. You know, these Italian folks, he'll figure a lot of these folks don't even like us. They like our money. It, it, it's kind of like don't how, like us at all. Uh, when you when you think about it. It's like uh, before quote unquote integration showed up, some places that didn't want us in the establishment would at least let us buy some food in the back. They wanted our money and not our presence. And I think that our generation, there's too much education for us out here to be rocking with folks that like our money, but don't want us. Or uh, to cheer for college teams that are never hired a black man, Alabama. You know how many black folks like Alabama? I mean, I'm talking about they will fight you over Alabama. And Sylvester Croom should have got that job before he got the job. Roll Tide, you right, show will, roll Tide. Yeah, I mean, we'll fight you tooth and nail over stuff that we don't own. So, I'm just saying, if you can put your kid in polo, have at it. But make sure you don't put them in some stuff too or put them in things or put them around stuff that's my wife and I, we were arguing about it last night because we were trying to figure out uh, which 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 life insurance policy to, to, to go with based on with my son, uh, based on some of the stuff you can do with investments for whole life. So 
That's what I'm more interested in now. I mean, we grew, I mean, I grew up in, in, in Memphis in a time where we all was poor and we would be talking about some who had on some bobos. And all of us had, uh, you know, all of us was on food stamps. Talking about some who got on bobos. Really? <laughs> I mean, hey, tell me too. Yeah, we gotta get out of that mentality. I mean, that's the rant. I'm just saying. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't trying to bring on the parade. I'm just saying the whole label thing. Okay, if you can do it, do it. But man, I mean, just kind of think about some of the stuff that we perpetuate when it comes to labels, sports teams, and stuff we don't own. You know, stuff that we don't get. We don't get a piece of nothing. But we fighting, killing each other over it, robbing each other over over Jordans and starter jackets. I mean, that, that was my generation back in the late 80s and early 90s. I mean, that's the stuff that we did trying to prove that we was in the know or in style. And that's Kanye West once so eloquently said, and the white man get paid off for all of that. But I'm going on you. That's interesting. I'm just thankful mine fit and it looked nice and I know how to put my clothes together. Thank you, Jesus. Let, let me say this. Uh, I grew up without i wore xj 900s growing up right i ain't have it like that at all now, and those y'all who know what xj 900s will understand British yes, they you know, I, I i grew up not having much but i always wanted jordans and then when i when i was put in a position where i was able to get those things i got them and i get what i can get for my children like they always wear nikes and this and that and the other yeah, i'm not I'm not perpetuating or making these labels become everything. I just appreciate it. But I also appreciate quality because I'm not a small dude. And I can't, like, uh, uh, Pat, and you probably want a large, maybe an X-large, maybe a medium. I don't know. I, my shirt sometimes got, used to have more X's than Jennifer Lopez and Amber Rose combined. <laughs> So I had a lot of exes, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 and Kim Kardashian, I had more exes than anything. But uh, I, I I need to wear something that is that's made in good quality. And fortunately, a lot of times it's name brand. I go to and like for instance, I got to shop at DXL. Uh, ain't not really in DXL under forty something dollars, which ain't uh, which is. I consider that not a lot, a whole lot of money, but it's technically a lot of money. I only get so many outfits, you know, when I get my suit jackets or whatever, I'm, you know, that's, that stuff expensive. So, but it's good branding, it's good names. So I just wanted to say, like, sometimes, like, I'm just stuck with what I got to get because I'm the large individual. I wish I can go to Walmart and go grab me just a regular shirt and just walk on out the door. I really wish I could. And, like, I'm trying to get down to a 3X. I'm a 4. I don't went down. A, I don't lost some weight. I used to be a 6X. I'm down to a 4. I can wear a 3X in some places. Um, but I would love to be able to go and walk into a store and just grab what I want to get and go out and be like, man, I just got me three outfits for under 100 bucks. Like, I would love that. But, unfortunately... JY just came. So. Now, you know, and it seemed like for all the, the little dudes like me, seemed like the big, y'all clothes always be, I mean, they, they seem always like more stylish to me. I don't know what it is. We got to compensate for that, seems, for our breathing hard. We got to compensate for yeah. that. We breathe too hard, so we got to look nice and be out of breath. When it's time to, when it's time to buy, you know, turtlenecks and sweaters and, you know, those kind of the winter apparel, fall stuff. Man, when they put them out in September, I mean, dude, if you don't get there and know when the truck coming in, if you're a little dude like me, you wear a large or a medium, oh, it's over for you. You ain't getting it. But you go but go back in November, December. The extra larges and all the, the big guy stuff is, is always in demand. It ain't fair. 
I've been traumatized by being discriminated against with these retailers that don't make enough little dude clothes, JY. So I, I don't want to hear that. You, you can say that all you want to, but it seems like the big dude always got something that what you want to get something. You want to get fresh. You want to get you a nice turtleneck. You want to get you a nice little cargo sweater. You can get all of that if you're a big dude. Little dude, uh-uh. Mm -mm. What no, the fashion trend has changed. changed toward us big us plus size folks. You know, we I'm a plus size woman, and you know. They they found out that we spend our money because we want quality and we want something that look nice. And we will spend the money for it. So the, the shift has changed in a lot of areas when it comes to fashion because they finally realized we're going to pay. We're going to buy it. We're going to pay it because we want to look nice too. You know, Can I, I had to get here? delivered from black and browns. Now we're all colors of the rainbow. <laughs> And I'm stylish, and they like, you know how to put your clothes together. Well, I had a mother, I have a mother, and I had a grandmother that knew how to look for quality on at a, at a reasonable price and know how to put stuff together. You have your basic colors, your black, your brown, your blue. You always have a suit in those colors, men and women. But I know how to take that black skirt and have different color blouses out the yahoo. My t-shirts are the same way. I got, I have holes full of t-shirts because I have a t-shirt lady that makes my t-shirt plug to right creations, and she makes all kinds. So it we we like stylish and we like quality, and and they found out we'll pay the money. That's why the, the tide and turn to the plus size end. That's why I go like it go. I'm sorry, little people. So sorry, not sorry. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm a small person. And I can always find my Go for it. Let me say this out loud. Most of the time, we make quality synonymous with a name, but you don't even know what fabric you're talking about, or if that's a polyester blend, or if that's 100% cotton, or if it's a cotton rayon. Um, and most of the time, and, and like, like I was saying for, for Pastor Pat, most of the time, it's because of you being, your eyes being opened to insurance that you started realizing that that was a better avenue to go in. Not be, Most of the people that we're talking about have never had their eyes open to the things that you know. So it causes a, causes a disdain for you to see it because your eyes are open to that. Uh, but most of the time we're looking, most of y'all could take a trip to Korea and get what you want <laughs> with the name on it. Exactly. Uh, Am I talking right, Pastor Jay? You can get five you, you can suits for $500. Quality. It, it would be cheaper for you to go to Korea direct. Okay, let me put it this way. I was in Korea 2005. This was when red monkey jeans, some of y'all are too young to know what those are, but red monkey jeans were uh, the all range. Uh, and red monkey jeans were $600, $500, $300 a pair, ladies and gentlemen. We were in and they were what made them so, quote unquote, special was the stitching on the back of the pants on the pockets. And also that they came in a brown wooden box. People were paying five, six hundred, eight hundred dollars a pair because a rapper put them on his behind. I was in Korea at the time they were selling the same red monkey jeans in Korea for fifty dollars a pair. 
I sent 60 pair home to my wife. And my wife and I cleaned up on the ignorance of y'all thinking that because they, they're more expensive, it's more quality. And the truth of the matter is, it's not more quality. A lot of times, what you need to do is you need to go out there and invest in some sewing lessons. And, and the only reason my eyes are open to this is because I make my stuff. So the, the reality is, most of the time, most of the time, we miss out on the truth of what we are talking about simply because you're only, from, you're only looking from the perspective of the consumer. It would be cheaper. For some of y'all, for JY, it would be cheaper for you to take your entire family, go up to, go up to, go over to Korea, go over to China, go over to the places that these, these things originate and just take you $10,000 or $5,000, go over there, buy all of your family new wardrobes, get you a few suits made. It was $140 to get a three-piece suit made in Korea. Get you a few suits made and come back and act like you are the, the biggest ball of the side of God's heaven. All, uh, that's all it takes. And it'll be cheaper for you to do it over there than it is for you to do it here because the markup is almost 2,000%. I'm put that on my list. But you know what? That's the truth. I was telling somebody because I have friends who have gone to Ghana and some other places in West Africa. Um, and even when it comes to black women in our hair, I have friends who like take trips to Africa and wait till they get over there to get their hair braided because they can get their hair braided for ten to fifteen dollars, not a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars, you know, for braids that we pay over here. And even with the garments that they sell, um, you know, I have friends. I knew somebody who got like five or six outfits made. She paid like sixty or seven dollars, sixty or seventy dollars. And they bring that stuff back over here, the garments and the, the prints and everything like that. And they mark them up because they can. I remember a man in, and uh, Elder, you probably know this, Mama Africa over in Whitehaven. Um, he literally told me, like, yeah, I do mark them up. Because I was like, this is $10 over on the continent. And he was like, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but who's yep. gonna, but who's going to bring this stuff back? He was just like, and so I mark them up, and so that's why I'm paying fifty and sixty dollars for a skirt, <laughs> you know, because I want authentic African, and so but they mark them up for that same reason. So just to speak to that, you're telling the truth, essence. But I thank God for favor. One of those little stores out in Whitehaven where I get all my little black soap and all that, and He loves me so much, and He. You know, he blesses the woman of God. Thank you, Jesus. I know Dr. Jenkins wasn't trying to tell me to uh, uh, make my own clothing because I know how to sell, but uh, it's only 24 hours in a day. Um, I can't make JY an outfit. Uh, I'm going to need to sleep because, uh, and I don't know where I'm going to find that much fabric yet either. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll just go ahead and. Uh, pay the people that know how to make it to make it because uh yeah I ain't that much time today for me to make uh JY an outfit. Hallelujah. JY put in the comments where I get uh purchased my silver from because I'm a silver person. And 
as far as for investing in things. That's I put the website in the comments. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just grateful that I'm able to get. And another thing too, one reason why I'm trying to buy brands is people want hundred for myself too. I've been a really, really large guy. Like I was over like 600 pounds at one time. And I dropped a whole lot of weight. And I've I never been able to have the opportunity to get into some of those clothes at, at a time. And so now that I can fit into those brands and this, that, and the other, it's my own kind of badge of honor um, why I do it as well. But yeah, I, I, I wish I could. Uh, I, listen, I feel you on that. I get yeah. it. I get that. Because I remember... And I do it now, like, even I told somebody, like, I want to lose weight because I want to shop in a particular store. It is the truth. I remember when I was a teenager going from middle school to high school, I had dropped a whole lot. Hormones hit, and I dropped a whole lot of weight in a matter of school year. I think I started the school year like a size 22, and I ended the school year size 16. (laughs) And so I remember, um, and that was around the time that me and my older sister had connected because my grandmother had passed, and some other stuff in Bay Bay, where I can shop and the ladies know about New York and company it used to be called Learner back in the day. But being yes, able to Lord. shop in New York and company, <laughs> I was like, ooh, I want to be able to shop there because I knew that as soon as I picked back up weight and got a bigger size, it wasn't happening. And even now, I'm happy that they extended. I have lost weight because of childbirth, but then also they have extended the sizes. So when you've always been a big person, when you lose weight, and you can finally shop at some of these places that you've sized out of. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Thank God for Lane, Brian, and Catherine. Thank you, Jesus. Even though I've lost a lot of weight, I thank you, Lord, for them. Because I wore them out when they closed them brick and mortar stores. I was in there buying it all. My fault. I was on mute. But yeah, I'm skinny. I don't got no type of problems. I could still shop at Walmart if I need to. <laughs> what you said, Essence? I said over there just for talking on me. See, one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You're just talking over you. But no, another thing I have found, because y'all know we still in Weekend Rewind, and I see Pastor Charles that popped in, uh, Judy that popped in, and Dr. Pat and everybody else that popped in. But something else, um, you know, kind of a little off topic, but kind of still in topic. Uh, another thing <laughs> that I seen this weekend, JY, is Snoop Dogg ain't finna stop smoking. It was an ad. It was a promo. He was coming out with, with, with his company. I guess they, you know, collaborating with Snoop Dogg to where he's still smoking, but it's just smokeless. You know what I'm saying? It, it's smoke. It's, he's smoking without the smoke, if that makes sense. <laughs> That's the pain, don't laugh. I'm serious. Like Snoop Dogg thought he he was setting everybody up. We thought he done changed, got saved, and you know, he turned his life around. Snoop saw Snoop said, No, bro, that's just marketing. I'm just doing some marketing with this new company. I think it's called Solo Stove or something that he didn't collaborated with. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. But yeah, we was all right. JY, you you was right. <laughs> you the main one some so I don't believe it. It gotta be something behind it. It's a catch, well. Yeah, you was right. You know how many times Snoop I'm talking about stop smoking? And and he I think he did for a hot second. And then he went back. You know, he, he made this big announcement. He was in the studio and he was chiefing like he always did. So whatever. I mean, and I ain't mad at him if he if he decides to or don't decide to. I mean, you know, I I just I just think it's it's funny. 
This casket gonna be a blunt. Yeah. Right. It's gonna have it's gonna have a plant next to it, and, and whoever do the funeral, whoever priest the funeral, gonna, gonna have to just go on, just go on get get contact because that's what's exactly what's gonna happen. They're gonna be blowing it. Gonna be Doctor Pan, I, I I was giving him hope though. I thought he was gonna change it around. Well, I mean, I, honestly, I mean, I think marijuana for medicinal purposes, I think is cool. Uh, whether it's smoked or have you do the little the little edibles, but now the anything that you abuse, you know, I, I think that you steer, steer clear from. But me personally, the whole weed thing, it, it never really was my thing. Uh, but I'm surprised that when I came into the room, y'all kind of moved off of the whole thing about Bishop Carlton. And I, I found the weekend interesting from a space of this. There was a lot of people that all of a sudden started trying to celebrate him that was kind of very critical of him. And I, I found that to be kind of interesting. I thought that was kind of fake. You know, and I, I get it, you know, just from a standpoint of if you disagree with somebody, but I mean, but some of the people I saw celebrating him really went in on him, you know, when he really had his epiphany and he decided to move into that direction. So I, I just thought it was interesting that people started kind of trying to capitalize and act like, oh, they they really liked him that much. Or they really rocked with him that much. Am I wrong, Prophet Jerry, for, for, for thinking that? I mean, I can always trust your voice to, to help me understand some things when it comes to that. But that's what Prophet Jerry was saying. He said he, he didn't want to be buried in the ground. He, he wanted to be put in the wild. Cause all them people that threw dirt on him in life, they want them throwing dirt on him in death. So uh, you probably missed that part of the conversation. And we right, all but I agree. You know, they dogged him out, but they going to be the loudest one screaming at the funeral. Uh, my daughter says that if any one of her sisters get to act like a fool at their daddy, uh, you know, she's just going to just slap him upside the head right there. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I mean I think there is a place for critical analysis of what he believed without disrespect. It's just the fact that you had those that did that that are trying to act as though you know they didn't say stuff when it first came out, even those that he helped to launch their ministries. I mean, from a national standpoint and platform, and, and I guess that's that's kind of a slippery slope just from that perspective because you can. You can thank somebody for that, but then still disagree with uh, what he believed was right and how he how he saw. It. And that was my that's where my confusion came in, though, because don't honor me if you didn't if you didn't, you know, celebrate with me while I was alive. Don't honor me because I've I seen a lot of that, too, Pat, where people say, OK, well, we want to honor his life and we want to give, you know, great credence and honor to him but at the same time y'all discredit his work I, I i don't i don't really see how you can honor a person and still discredit their their work i don't see how you can honor a person's life and legacy and still dismiss a lot of their career like hang on cap he's probably literally one of the most decorated preachers in america yeah i mean and you know i think the hair i was split is because if you grew up in the 90s and 80s like well these pastor charles was already probably a full grown man already he, he would have been down the street for some of us that's in this room 
no shade, Pastor Charles. You know I love you. Uh, but, you know, his impact in the gospel music industry and then also the ministry, you know, for the times, that that's undeniable. You can't take that away from him. Now, can you basically have a, a great discussion about, you know, what he actually ended up, you know, making his the rest of the second half of his life's work? Yes, you can. I, I, I just don't like how some took the liberties of trying to discuss it from a space of, you know, man, you know, he, he, he may have been wrong, but you can't deny this. I think that you should have a discussion on either side. You either talk about the legacy or you talk about the other port, port portions of it, depending on the interaction. I, I didn't know the man personally, you know, but I think that people that knew him personally that not necessarily dogged him out, but said some of the things that they said. And at first, because when we were talking about it earlier, you know, we talk about so-called Pentecostalism. That's what I like to call the charismatic stuff that we have made its own culture in itself as though no other uh, denomination or no other believer uh, has access to this stuff. Or I don't want to call it that way. Let me be uh, more respectful to the Holy Spirit than that. But, you know, to be as though nobody else can, can discover that, or at least God can't reveal that to anybody else but those of us that say that we're Pentecostal or we're apostolic, you know, all these things that we came up with, I think that that's where Bishop Pearson really got the most value because he was able to reach a lot of those kind of people that was curious about that, but were shunned by those who had the knowledge and who could have helped more people to understand those things. And that's the part for me that is probably more noteworthy than if he was wrong in how he taught it or what he saw because I have my convictions on that but what I can't fault is the fact that there was a door open because so many people and not just from a sexuality standpoint but even from a theological standpoint where people were you know thrown to the side if you didn't speak in tongues or if you didn't believe you know certain aspects of scripture or saw it the same way as the so-called Pentecostals did I, I think that's a even more in-depth conversation that Many that when we discuss, you know, what he decided to do, why we don't talk about it in that vein as well. And not just, you know, hell and not sexuality and those kind of things. That's one part of it. But that's I mean, that's only the tip of the iceberg when I when I really kind of critique his ministry and, and his impact that he had in the ministry. Good good morning, everybody. And it's a it's a great day. And I. I'm uh, so saddened. Actually, what I mean that has actually actually happened. Um, I knew it was gonna, probably going to happen at some point, but uh, I guess now that is actually a finality. It does kind of. He did. Uh, yeah, I know. So yeah, but anyway, good morning, everybody. But let me say this. Um, first of all, I think you we're we're talking about a lot. And yes, in the '90s, I was a grown person. Uh, in fact, 1990, I had just gotten married. I was in my 20s. If I was 21, to be exact. Thank you, Dr. Patton. God bless your heart. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, um, you you got to understand too that 
Carlton Pearson to a lot of us who saw some of his life. So I'm 20 years, at least 20 years younger than him. So those of us who had seen uh, any portions of him, they saw him come up through the OR, uh, or Roberts uh, yeah, era yeah. and all those kinds of things. And so there was a lot of places that he was able to get into that um, Pentecostal, Black Pentecostals were not able to get into. So he was able to get into those areas and was able to be loved and pulled not only himself, but pulled others in with him. And so he has always been a bridge builder and someone who is who has always wanted to uh, pull people in, and especially in Pentecostal uh, arenas. He made Pentecostalism even um, something that is uh, to be celebrated and not something that we shun and will shunned by different churches. You know, it was like back in the day, you know, a, a Baptist person quote-unquote, wasn't really saved unless they went to the, and then they go to the Pentecostal church, and then some were just rebellious and stayed. Um, but there was a time, there was a time you weren't really saved unless you were in Church of God in Christ, you were in some kind of a holiness yeah. movement. So that was what was said to us. Um, long and short of it, though, he kind of, he was not kind of, he really helped to bridge the gap in that area. So that's uh, something that can never be taken away from him. Um, he did it. It happened. And people um, went through on that process with him. So um, one of the processes, though, that happens, I guess, especially in the last maybe 15 to 20 years or so, is that a lot of times we throw the baby out with the bathwater, no matter how good and how wonderful you are and whatever you've done. But if you say something that is her heretical or you start to kind of do some things and see, you got to understand that was a teaching that, you know, a person who, there wasn't very many, many heretics as such, um, you know, there, there were obvious ones, but then when you're amongst us and all of a sudden you change, you go somewhere else, that her, 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 heretic piece gets slapped on you and everybody is told to shun you, which is nothing new at all. It just happened in modern times. Um, for Carlton Pearson, uh, there was a couple of other things and from what I can just see of that, um, that helped to push him towards um, probably what his, his thought process, maybe he had it all the time. And maybe some of us have some theological areas that we um, have experienced that is uh, totally, so to speak, against the grain of what is on mainstream um, religion or mainstream thought. And so, um, but some of us learn how to keep it to ourselves and wait for the, wait for the, <laughs> I know the great awakening or whatever, and wait for the right time to reveal yeah. certain things yeah. or to reveal it, you know, amongst yourself to, to other people who will not shun you for you thinking the way you think. Um, it just so happens though, that Carlton Pearson, again, think, I would say, I don't know if this is his mind, but it seemed as though he thought that because of his uh, prestige and the honor that he was in, um, that people would automatically take the dream and the thing that he knew uh, in his mind to be right or what he thought was a new place. And they probably so was took he really it just before his time. Though? Huh, say it again. I said, if that's the case, I think he was really just one of those preachers or one of those people. Period. That was just before his time. 
See, I don't. I don't believe that. I believe that okay. he was. That he. I believe that he was. He was supposed to be here when he was supposed to be here. Fact, he was a, he was a build. He was a bridge builder. He knew how to pull people together, and that was just that was a part of his call. But what happened, I believe that at the last part of it, you know, was that other piece of, you know, now this is his dream, what he's dreamed and what he sensed and he thought that sharing that would be something that would help to build another bridge or whatever. But yeah. it, it borderlined a lot of new age stuff. And so um, there we go. Um, I, I think, uh, Prophet Jerry, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't cut you across. I think you were getting ready to say something probably very powerful in a shorter time. Good morning, everybody, again. Good morning. Good morning. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. <laughs> I love Pastor well, The only thing that I, I, I was going to say, Pastor Charles, is why do we dismiss people that we disagree with? Mm, good question, why, Pastor why Jerry. Why That's it. dismiss them? Um, <clears throat> I, I'm good. the type of individual, <clears throat> if you are my friend, if you're my brother, very few far in between that I call friend and brother. Uh, but if you have an epiphany of something or a revelation that you would call, you know, a revelation that goes against the grain of what I believe, but, hey, you're just two friends that disagree. I'm not going to, you know, throw you away. Yeah. I have friends who are Muslims. I have friends who are Jehovah's Witness. I have friends who are atheists. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would call him a friend, but a very close, a very close associate. He is the definition of a pessimist. The definition of a pessimist. And I told What's him, a pessimist. Let me look that Everything up. negative. Everything negative. Just everything. Every, just <laughs> downside of everything. <laughs> just a downside of everything <laughs> i said bro i love you but you're a pessimist you know i love you but you're very pessimistic i love you and and if i love you and if i say you're my friend if you're my brother you know I, i'm not going to allow your pessimism to in infiltrate me you know oh that spirit going, no i have a strong spirit in what i believe and let me say this and i'm done dr Patton. Carlton Pearson is an example of the three Hebrew boys. What do I mean? I will die for what I believe in. That's good. I will die for what I believe in. And how many of us will say, I will die for what I believe in? Because if it's not worth dying for, it's not worth living for. Living for. Come on now. That's good. You know, so that, that, that's his angle. On that, but I'm not going to dis. I love Carl Pearson. I bought all of his albums. Matter <laughs> of fact, uh, my friend Joshua Nelson sang on Live Azusa Three, and um, he sang How I Got Over. He was introduced to Carlton Pearson through uh, Timothy Fleming. Oh wow! Because yeah, Tim Fleming had Carlton Pearson preach for the Anointed Conference. Joshua Nelson was singing there, and that's how Joshua got on Live Azusa 3 singing How I Got Over, because Joshua was singing at Timberland Church, and Carlton Pearson was preaching. Carlton Pearson invited him to tell you something about Carlton Pearson. He was a man of his word. If he said he was going to do something, he did it. He 
did it. So let's just take an evaluation of who we are. Uh, don't throw, and this is why I, I, I really, I really wish I knew how to do a dissertation. Maybe K Nick, maybe you can help me uh, do a dissertation uh, because, again, I want to write something. Uh uh. uh, uh. Because I really want to do a dissertation called Prejudice Grace. I really, I really want to do that. Prophet Jerry and Prophet, <laughs> even if we don't look at the spiritual, let's look at this natural part. A lot of people in the body of Christ don't know how to be a friend for real. You can be friends and disagree. Let me tell you something. They don't know how to be one because they don't have any. They, they don't have any. You know, they, they don't, if, if you don't, don't know how any. to be that, and the scripture talks about showing yourself friendly and all this stuff, but if you don't know how to be one because you never had one, and a lot of people in the body of Christ ain't never had one, so they don't know how to be one. That's good. I was in it. You, you can disagree. And you, oh, we disagree on that and keep laughing like where are we going to lunch in the next set? Just, just that fast when you are a real friend and know how to be one and have had one or have them. We know how to cover you when you slip up. We know how to do all that and love you and all that. And can, can disagree with you as the day is long, but we know how to be a friend. And the body of Christ is bad because they a lot of them do not know how to be one. And never had the experience of having one or having a couple. I've I've also seen personally um, Bishop Carlton Pearson get hurt by his own church. By you know, I was at a Church of God in Christ convention, and um, he was uh, asked to speak for the for this particular service. It was a music convention, and um, the bishop at the time uh, was. It was there, and he did. It was he had words, and his words were, "Why do you allow this outsider to come in here and preach?" Wow! And really? he went and, and went, he went long on it. He just he went on he went off, and those that were there, most of them started crying, and it was just a it was just like a real, um, very very, very very um, depressive feeling, and so he he didn't have to get up there to preach after that. And he starts off by saying, I don't know who he talking about, but, you know, I'm the son of this church and I've been here and blah, blah, blah. You know, he didn't call any names, but everybody knew who he was talking about. But then he says, he comes back with that. Then he has this thing to kind of get the mood back in, so to speak. And then he goes on and preaches. Well, not long after that, that's when, you know, things, even more things start to go awry. You don't know what kind of things or, you know, sometimes mentally or what pushes people into, um, you know, doing what they do, you know. And But like I said, I saw that and I was like, could you imagine him toting the That's what National I was going to say. Like, yeah, you know? We talked yeah. about it, what, briefly last week, even when I said I seen the Come Sunday movie. So, mm -hmm. It's come Sunday, like just like uh, ice, like like the tip of the iceberg for how bad it actually went down with him. They still I, doing well, of it course in that the was, Church of God in Christ. Know. They did it to Myron Williams when he was named over the music department for the Church of God in Christ when Sheer took over. They still doing it. 
Well, yeah, they they're I mean people Was it really that bad? It was bad. Absolutely. It was bad. It was bad. They wanted to bad. crucify Bishop Shear because he wanted to partner with the Latter day Saints. Yeah. Come on. It's bad. Come on. Talk about it. And all of it, now, all it is now, all it's about is votes and and prestige and stuff. And the one bishop that being funerized today, there's one more funeral bishop that being funerized today. He was not treated properly. And he's going oh, on. Correct. Oh yeah, they is doing his funeral right now. His national I'll, I'll say this and I don't talk about other denominations. But and I think that this is happening for mine also, and that's why I can't talk much. The older saints cared about that separation stuff, the outsider insider stuff. But the new guard does not like at oh, all. Not at all. You know saying? Like, don't care about it at all. Everybody churching together, you know what I'm saying? And like yeah. Bishop Sheard and Linwood Dillard have been intentional with like reaching across like denominational lines, across Amen. Pentecostal lines, you know what I'm saying? And even like in National Baptist, like right now, um, we're we're headed into a very turbulent election, like extremely turbulent because it's gonna literally decide um a lot of major stuff for our convention. Some stuff's gonna be inevitable, like licensing and ordaining women. You know, and fully having the president on the national stage, that's going to happen regardless with who's elected. But like, as I'm planning for like the young adult convention that's happening in January, you know, as the leader, like of the entire, you know, what I'm saying of that entire work, that that portion of the denomination, like my speakers are coming from like outside of our national body, right? Yeah. And when I was talking to my speakers, it was like we don't care, like we all church together, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I think, like, back then, like, even as people split off, like, it was just interesting, like, people were considered outsiders, even though they had been there their whole lives. You know, it's like, oh, this is an outsider. No, he's not an outsider. Like, he was born born in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and just kind of, you know, it's interesting, like, the old guard cares about that separation stuff, and the new guard doesn't. Like, we hey, I, I really thought Tellus Chapman was going to be president. National Baptist, I really, it's, what it's, do you, I really thought that that was going to happen. It's a toss up. It's between he and between him and Clay Bonley. Is I what really I, think Tellus will do an amazing job as a president in National Baptist Convention. Yeah, now, that, that, that's both, my opinion. Both both of them would do outstanding. When I tell you, both of them would be outstanding. Like there's the inevitable that's going to happen. And I can't talk too much, but there's the inevitable that's going to happen. Um, we'll probably see a repeat of the 60s uh, where there'll be a split, but um, they, they're both going to move us in the right direction. Like you said, tell us once again, across denominational lines, right? Claiborne Lee, across denominational lines. They're both setting high, high standards again because they're both highly educated. You know, people don't know, tell us is back in school again to get a D-man, right? Uh, Claiborne Lee has a PhD, right? So, you know, these are all, like, very, very good times, but they're both, like, very ecumenical, like, you know, they're preaching Kojic, they're preaching AME, you know, and we'll see that same thing across the board. i tell you what, he went to, what's the name of the church in Nashville? What's what's the bishop name in, uh, in Nashville? For, Walker. Um, Walker. Yes, why? Let me tell you. He shut Joseph Walker's church down. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that, tell the chaplain preach. Oh, he preached. 
And you know he, he's done Shears Church. He's um he's also gonna well uh, Jamal and them are gonna be back regardless with either one. But you know New Birth is coming back National Baptist, so it's just it's gonna be a wild time. Is uh is he a younger is he younger than Taylor? Who Claybon? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think yeah. that's. But but you 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 do know what I believe. Let me tell you what I believe. And I don't know if this is prophetic, but I just feel it. Are you going to say who? Danielle Brown. Danielle Brown My is going to have a national position. I'm telling you, because her name is ringing bells. She's doing something over there in Plainfield that is crossing not only interdenominations, but she she's crossing other things and interpollinating. And it's, and it's a major buzz, I'm telling you. That shallow church in Plainfield is the talk of New Jersey. Oh, Tell yeah, me, Danielle, Danielle Brown is amazing. Amazing. I'm telling you, she's going to have a national position. Yeah, that's Carlos Pastor. I'll be watching her sometime too. She'll be preaching down. And I was going to say, I, I think that even though it's a toss up, I think the younger man is in. And, and I, I say that because I think that I think that denomination is really ready for something radical. And that's probably where the, the split is going to come in, Dr. Carlos. And the, the cross functionality of denominations is not You know what Bishop Orton has done. Gospel. But but hey, you, I think that you break you breaking up. We didn't hear any of that. No, I, I was I was saying that cross functionality amongst denominations are not that new. Uh, it, it's still radical in some sense because, as you said, there are a lot of old guards that don't want to see the cross functionality. They, they're trying to protect something. But I think that when you have a young younger uh, crowd or you have younger people that are looking for something fresh that's what's going to be the driving force and I, I think that nowadays especially with a daniel brown that can not only preach but is an excellent leader i, I think that we, we can't we can't continue to let these mainline denominations make excuses while women are not in leadership not just in churches but at the, at the national uh component of how we run these churches i think that that cat is out the bag I think it's all kind of crazy that it's so much of a divide and separation from or in a religion when we all supposed to believe in the same God and same Jesus. But we don't, though. Obviously. And I think that's the issue. We read from the same Bible. Well, I think that's a little bit cynical. I, when I say from a standpoint of I think we believe in Jesus and the core fundamental of what he came to do. I think what, what but I happened, think that's the divide of what he came to do. If you look at Carl Pearson's teaching when it comes to the gospel of go. inclusion, I guess there we, we believe that Jesus came to do something different. There we go. Well, now let's 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 open it up. Then. <laughs> and if he came to save us from sin, 
and we're trying to confirm and actually affirm sin, then which one is it? That, but 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 then you also go into you go into ethically, what would Jesus define as sin? Right. So once so once again, it's easy for us to say we all believe in the same God, we all believe in the same Jesus. When the truth of the matter, look at money. When the truth, <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is not because, and, and I'll just lay this here. I don't believe that I serve the same God as Southern Baptists who believe that black folks to be oppressed. Okay, you're right. I, I, you're right. I don't right. I don't believe that that's the same God. I don't believe that I serve the same Jesus that will be judgmental about how women wear their skirts. Come that's on now. That's the same Jesus. That ain't right? the same and, Jesus. You know, that, that that ain't the same God. Like, I don't believe I, I serve the same God of, of, of people who believe that that it's okay to pray on Capitol Hill and for children to go hungry while they're talking about that they're pro-life. I don't believe that that's the same God. Come on, I'm, Carlos. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it ain't. It, that ain't my God. That ain't my God. And that ain't my Jesus. He said, that ain't the Jesus I be talking and, about. And, 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 <laughs> I, can, I can go with y'all on that. And, and, and from that perspective, I, I lift a lot of those same points all the time. Uh, we were just talking about this last week when I was in a room uh, arguing with some white dudes on here, getting them all together about some of the same stuff that you just said. I just think that, again, though, when we, we understand the gospel in its entirety, and not just from a space of those social justice aspects that we understand that Jesus is also about. I think the depravity of mankind and, and the sinful nature of mankind uh, and how we define that is what makes us believe that we have a different Jesus. And the truth of the matter is we don't. What we do have is a Jesus that's going to judge uh, the things that we did based on uh, saying that we represented him. That, and some are going to, he's going to say, come up higher. And then some, he's going to say, depart from me. So I, I think that's the I think that's the hard discussion to have when we really look at uh, some of the stuff that we uh, look at denominational culture or as you lift it up. I love it. What you said about the Southern Baptist, because I've been in those circles and I, I've been in those circles where I've had to be the one of the few that was not afraid to lift my voice and talk about the glaring contradictions of how. The Southern Baptists and even the Methodist denominations and mainline white denominations have basically ignored uh, not only uh, the truth of the Bible, but they've also tried to reinvent and circumvent world history that shows that some of the stuff that they actually say that's in the Bible, that is not only in, not in the Bible, but world history don't even lift up. Archaeologists don't even look uh, lift up. Even down to the point to where it's how scripture has not only been whitewashed, but the orthodox of scripture in their hands have been uh, bastardized and, and just taken out of the full context of the, uh, here's this word, inclusion of all mankind uh, being the, not only the, the children of God, but also worthy of living a life uh, that is under the, the banner of he came that he may, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. That's not segregated. But they did it. So I agree with that. But I think that at the end of the day, the genius of us as in particular, we talk about from that angle as black people that we're still believers. I think it's amazing. And it's a testament to the, the, the authenticity 
of our faith, and particularly for those of us to continue to educate ourselves, to inoculate the foolishness of a lot of people that basically try to define God in the lens of their political uh, leanings and their uh, so-called theological beliefs. Them a lot of big words. A lot of big words for a small Boy. <laughs> By the B, it was. It was a lot of big words. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean, I can understand what you're saying, Pat, um, to a certain extent, only because I feel like, you know, it kind of goes out to the same thing that we said earlier. It's like we just completely throw it out the bag with the bad water. And that's why I think a lot of people appreciate his work as far as how, like Pastor Charles said, how he bridged the gap. How Carter Pilson really bridged, bridged the gap between, you know, the divides that we have. He was still able to minister to those people. But that's why also, you know, kind of went back to Prophet Jerry and was asking, like, who's going to continue to pick up that mantle? Or how would a person continue to pick up that mantle? Because I think it's not just about the dominational gaps anymore, but human human rights, human culture, human like what we even call now the social justice thing, which is what Carlton Peterson even hopped into a lot of in his later days. You know what I'm saying? Granted, he started out as a church preacher, but I think this gospel of inclusion opened him up to not only bridging the gaps between Baptist and Pentecostal people, but the same issues that we're still facing in church, even with the LGBT church uh, people, groups of people. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still creating, creating spaces or was creating spaces for there to be a healthy dialogue, a conversation of why these people are not included. And I think that's why a lot of people missed it because I think granted, yeah, he was a great pioneer of it, but if we don't have people to continue to push that narrative, then guess what? His whole, I wouldn't say his whole life was be, you know, wasted because it's definitely not. But at the same time, a lot of people who celebrate and shout his movement ain't gonna understand the whole value of who he really was because we, you know what I'm saying? We threw it all out. I'm not saying everybody should embrace the gospel of inclusion. That's not what I'm saying. I think though we should have, I want to say healthy dialogue, but yeah, I think the church, you know what I'm saying? Not just us in this room, well, but well, can I ask you this to question? have more healthy dialogue concerning what the gospel of inclusion was supposed to mean. And well, let, me, let, let me ask you this. How we relate to Jesus. Let me ask you this. Is there a gospel of inclusion or is there a gospel of Jesus Christ? I mean, the gospel of inclusion was based off of Jesus Christ. You didn't answer my question. There's four <laughs> gospels of Jesus Christ. You didn't answer my question. I asked you, was there a gospel of inclusion or the, or is there a gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? And what is the gospel? There's only one gospel, which is the gospel of Jesus. Okay, so before the anonymous gospels based off of Jesus, right? So, 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 why am I why why am I saying that? I think that when the scripture says one Lord, one faith, one baptism, those of us who believe that and believe in what Jesus came to do, we're automatically included into the gospel of Jesus Christ. But those of us, as Paul had to warn, even those. Uh, new converts in the cities that he evangelized from Philippi to Ephesus uh, to all the different cities and places that he actually touched and not even the ones that we see in scripture but the ones that he uh, touched all over the regions that he went to he always had to warn them about not only the doctrine of devils but he also had to watch as prophet Jerry lifted up in Thessalonica 
uh, last week when he talked about the delusion of those that do not understand what the total essence of the yeah. gospel actually is. And I think that we live in those times because as even Pastor Charles lifted up, there are certain parts of what we saw our brother do that basically had a lot of things that was contrary uh, to what the gospel of Jesus Christ is and was and what we should be preaching. And it's not like the College of Bishops did not give him an opportunity to speak his, state his case and to see where he was coming from. So I think that sometimes when we discuss it from that perspective, we forget to give up the full totality of what actually happened from a space of what Carlton believed and what he said he believed, because when he first got consecrated as bishop, he wouldn't talk about the gospel of inclusion because to become a bishop, he would have he would have never been able to say those things. And I'm not saying he believed those things then because he probably did not. I don't know. He, he never said he did or he did. He just said the revelation and the vision he had post his elevation into the bishop for it, which I definitely honor. But I'm just saying that it is dangerous to continue to coin that whole thing as the gospel of inclusion or even watch this word, social justice gospel, these kind of things that we do that definitely, even though Jesus talked about those things in the Bible, definitely talks about certain different aspects of inclusion. But there is a caveat. There is an orthodoxy to that. That means that you have to adhere to the actual understanding of what the peace treaty is that God gives us to be able to be included. And when we choose something different, we're not, nobody excludes you. You exclude yourself if you decide that you think that it means something else. I think that's the conversation that we're afraid to have because it's just popular to say, oh, well, Carlton did this, or this person does that, or this person brings people together. And that may be true. You don't have to, dis you don't have to disregard that. But we have to ask some hard questions, and we have to have great dialogue to understand how to peel back those layers. Because division amongst the church or amongst the household of faith is not from God. That's from Satan. And then if we, we lean into the things that Satan is trying to do to, to dismantle us and, to, as the scripture says, to devour us, then it's up to us to look at each other and have those discussions. And if we disagree, we could disagree. We could disagree in love. And, you know, Paul and Peter did. They walked their separate ways. That's okay. But it doesn't have to be from a space of, as you guys were saying earlier, from a place of attack. And that's why I asked you that question, because the gospel of Jesus Christ has to be the forefront. And we have to get back to that. And we have to define it as what the scripture has always said, which is for us to repent so that way we can be included in the coming of the kingdom of God. And that's what the scripture says. And that's what the Bible says. And that's what I preach. And that's what I believe. I think too, the other piece to that is, is you've, you've got people who have believed for ages, what we believe concerning heaven and hell, concerning the, the basic tenets of the faith. And what has happened is, is that he come here, he comes with something that's kind of new and saying that those that believe whatever they want to believe, um, are included now in, um, in in terms of going to heaven, so to speak. And I think that's that's a real, that's a very very rough rough uh, interpretation of what was said. I mean, Crash Charles, so, I agree with you. It is, but who are we to also put limits on who's going to heaven and who's not? But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm that's if not that's not even what I'm saying. The okay. problem is the problem. Here's the real problem. The problem is I may think that, 
I just might think that. But when I come into a conclave of other people and say that this now is what you should believe. This is what I I just had a dream. And this is the dream that I had. And this is the way it it is. And I want you all to now galvanize yourselves and to believe it exactly the way I do. I helped you guys. I'm this and I'm that. And and, you know, I've, I've always been a trailblazer. So let's just, let's do this. Let's, 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 let's do this. And that is the problem. That is the problem. I, I can tell you as much as I, I mean, I love, here's the thing. I, let me say this across the board. I love, have loved Carlton Peterson's stuff. When it came to that particular thing, I was like, eh, I, I don't, you know. And But here's the thing. I would never go to his face. I would never ha- would have gone to his face and said to him, because I, 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 mean, I wasn't in that audience. He, you know, I mean, let's, let's put it that, let's, let's be honest about that. If you're not even in his league in terms of being an audience with him and being right. a friend with him, you couldn't even have had anything to say. But that's what the danger of social media is. Now everybody got something to say. Back. And they ain't even in the league of stuff. Right. You're I not mean, even in the proximity. You're not even, you're not, you wouldn't even be able to stay in the same air, air area. You're not even in the room. And see, that's the problem. A lot of people think that because they know what they know, um, they automatically gives them the space to be able to say what they want to say. Some of us aren't even that theologically sound to be able to even um, deal with it, which is why he went to the, he did go to the joint college of bishops, of people in his his peers, and everybody was able to deal with a particular situation and then it was over. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that when you got some folks, we all can agree on there is heaven and there's hell. But now all of a sudden someone says that uh, it's not that way and, and I don't believe it. And and so you should believe it with me. That's going to be a problem. And that's the that was the whole thing. And people, they were like, and everybody that was loving him said, please don't, don't, don't say this. I mean, oh, he was under Oral Roberts was like a son to him. Please don't go out there with this. I'm begging you, don't go out there with this thing. Don't, don't, don't say this and don't have this. Don't put this on your broadcast. Don't do this because he's like, you know, it's going to be a problem. That'd be just like you, prophet, coming here saying all of a sudden that the devil and Jesus are equal. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and then you want us to all to believe that. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to quietly... I love you, and I'll call you. I'll call you in private. I will call real quick. Listen, I will call you in private. I will call you in private. I'm gonna tell. I will talk to you. And you. Here's the thing, and and that's what I'm saying, everybody. When you have audience with someone, and you're able to have that conversation, be able to go. I'll be Nick at night. (laughs) Hey Nick. (laughs) No, I'll be Nick at night and call and say, "Yo, bro, uh, where'd you get this doctor?" What's going on here? You know, and so please understand that that kind of thing happened to Carlton Pearson too. But he, he made a decision. And when you make your decision, and that's what happens. But I, here's the sad part about it for me. And when I say that, I say that very, very, just from being an outsider looking in and being close enough to be able to say that I was there. I've seen Carlton Pearson. I'm, I've actually been able to be within hand's reach of him. Didn't have a long, didn't have conversation at all, but I was there. I was in a clock, you know what I'm saying? And right there in front of him, he was right there. Here's my point. I don't believe that 
um, he thought, I think he must have, he really thought that everybody that knew him and loved him would just garner with what he, his new revelation and go with him. That's what I really think. I really believe that he thought that that was going to happen. It did not. He was able to stand on his own and, and it just things started to kind of, you know, uh, wane and move from that because you're talking about years and years of thought and processes that we believe this thing. We believe that the only way, the only way, God, come on, here it is. Now, that's one thing right there. I've been all my life believing and knowing that the only way to get to God is through Jesus. And now you're trying to tell me that, well, there's many ways to get to him. No, it's not. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, so we, but what I'm saying, and I, and I say that very, very, I know it's kind of funny, but that we believe this. And now you're telling me some, it's something different. And you're telling me something, it's something different because, and I'm just supposed to just go along with you and that'd be okay. That'd be just like when the Jehovah Witnesses back in the day, when I was growing up, it was only the 144,000. And believe me, during that time, they had over a million people in there. So who's going to heaven? Or who's going to be doing this? And they changed their doctrine so that it would sound right over the years because they had more than 144,000 people in the organization. So they had to make some changes. My point is, is that is, aren't you glad, though, that we're part of a faith that does not waver in terms of uh, of the actual Bible itself. We may have different interpretations or different uh, um, uh, languages, how it's being put out there, but we believe the same thing, that the way to God is through Jesus Christ. And that's what we stand on. There's no other way to get in. And you can't, quote unquote, live any kind of way. Now, please understand, we have our feelings, we have things, we have people that are just great people who may or may not even um, have they have their issues and you're talking about all the different sexuality stuff and that's, there's a lot that's going on now that's outwardly talking about that we weren't talking about probably last 20 years before it was there but it just wasn't being talked about now here we are and now we're, we're, we're trying to decide who goes to heaven and who doesn't okay what does the bible say all right we go from there and and, look, and that means for everybody and i believe me when i tell you i'm not trying to go to hell but please understand that I'm a filthy sinner and have the propensity to sin at any time. But I have to go to Jesus and ask for forgiveness. That's what we do. That's what we've done. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I, my goal is to be right and to do what I'm supposed to do. But do I do it all the time? I do not. But that's what he came for. And that's what his oh, grace is for. That makes so me I'm ask done. another question. I'm done. Too, then. Uh, it makes me ask another question. And I've personally been asked this kind of question. Um, and I kind of still didn't fully understand, you know, what they were trying to get at when they asked me the question. But so does that mean, and I, I kind of know the answer to this, but I'm still asking just, you know, to clarify, you know, and for the rest of the room in the sake of the conversation. Does that mean that when we confess Jesus and we, we repent, is it a one-time confession of repentance? Or is that an overall life journey of repentance? Denominational. It's denominational. Yes. Well, I, I, I think that the, the simple answer for me um, is I think scripture can help us through some of that. I think that nobody loses their salvation. I think that's that's the part we all fight over. But I think that eternal life is another matter. And that's why we have to face the judgment seat of Christ. 
And I think that we de-emphasize that part and we celebrate um, we celebrate the fact of the acts and the works of us not being able to recover ourselves for us not being able to, uh, you know, die for ourselves in order to attain salvation. I think that the problem is dogs go to heaven theology uh, it's hurt many of us because it has caused us not to really search the scriptures with fear and trembling and also to walk up right before God as best we know how. Because none of us, all of us, are filthy rags. So none of us are making it because we're doing anything uh, right or well. Because if we abide in him, as he said in John 15, then we produce fruit. But the moment that we cease to not abide in him or to think that we are in control of how uh, we, we please him or how we uh, attain eternal life, then that's the challenge. And I'm not sure if that's a denomination. It, I think that it is a nomination. It's the nomination because Baptists believe once you accept and even confess, then, then you don't lose your salvation, and it's not done through works or deeds, as opposed to you know a lot of your apostolic and Pentecostal um, reformations believe that it is deed based, that it is aesthetically based. One one question I would have, and and I always ponder, and you kind of just brought it up when you said that, um, you know, that the all dogs go to heaven um, theology has hurt more people and has hurt us I would push that a little further and say that fundamentalism has actually driven more people out of the church and out of fellowship than more of the more inclusive gospels because we hear the trends from from those reformations where you know girls were told they had to do this had to do this um, stand in front get embarrassed right uh, while men weren't held to the same standard, drove a lot of women out of the faith, right? A lot of the denominations that were very um, heavy on, you got to dress this way, got to look this way. You saw more apostasy from those than you did the places where people were welcomed. Now, the places where all people were welcomed and felt like they could attain and, and maintain some level of salvation. Lamani, I'm so sick of you. I must be on it today, Bonnie. You? Never, <laughs> I had to take this, this communion because you in there. Bonnie, what is this? I'm so what is in there? Like, if, if we look at it, right, those communities were smaller, but you have people that, that treat people right. They understand what it means to be on the outside, to welcome those. So I would push to say that those that were more fundamental and thought that would be to be, quote, unquote, holiness groups, and quote unquote Bible thumpers have had more people that have left the faith, and those are the ones that are most vocal. Now, and now my third point, because I'm gonna be quiet, because I gotta head into this thing real quick. So, um, I was watching a clip of Christian Smith, who is one of um, who is one of um, uh, Bishop Pearson's um, sons, like actual named sons, like, and they were having a discussion about the gospel of inclusion. And, you know, the, the discussion about hell, right? And they brought up this point, not saying I subscribe or I, I desubscribe. Do we really think that God is a parent that is waiting to punish us based upon us, based upon what God thinks about what we do? Like, okay, I'm with you, I'm with you get to the judgment and say, oh, I know you try to do some stuff right, but you did this, you did that. Go over there, sit in the corner, you're going to hell, right? Or that 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 God is holding this specific place for those that God does not approve of, right? And th does that go against th this this idea of a God who loves 
to think that God is waiting to punish us. Like, and it's just a thought. Like, he, he, you're my child, but uh-uh. I know, uh-uh. You wait all this time. Now here's the judgment time, right? And that the book of Revelations really wasn't even written about that it was talking about wrong. But I'll go on mute. Well, I, I, w- I would say this. I think that we have to be true to the meaning of words when we talk about fundamentals. Fundamentalism is, is simply defined based on making sure that we adhere to the actual authority and, and biblical inerrancy, meaning that it's not, it's not inerrant. Now, we put the tag fundamentalists on people that were actually, that should be actually called extremists. And extremism is different than fundamentalism from a standpoint that basically defines what scripture actually says. Now, of course, we have our interpretations of, and, and different people can get certain different things out of it. And that's fine. I get that part. But I think that, again, fundamentalism is too nice for people that are actually extreme. And I'm not disagreeing with what you said from a space of where there's been certain spaces where if people were so dogmatic and less orthodox or less welcoming or even less loving from a space of what true discipleship has been, uh, that's a definitely a fair point. But I don't think that is only to Pentecostals or anybody else. I think that. Uh, the Bible says that the word is quick and it's a two-edged sword and it separates. Jesus said, come not thinking that I'm coming to actually bring peace, but a sword. So truth will draw or drive. And it's not always the fact that somebody says something so disrespectful or even to the point of saying that, hey, you got these guys talking about sins that they're committing themselves. And, and those are all fair points. But it's much deeper than that because one of the things that I, I can say that I appreciated about Bishop uh, Carlton's uh, epiphany in theology to a certain ex- extent is that when I started researching where the concept of hell came from, it made me wonder and ponder this one thing. Why would a God send some people that he loved and he died for to a place of eternal torment? And when you look at the, transla- the three translations for hell, you don't get that. In fact, you see a picture of the lake of fire. You know, that's a totally different understanding of what the Catholic fundamentalists uh, or extremism, I would say extremists came up with to describe eternal damnation. There is eternal damnation. I'm not just sure that we define it correctly according to scripture and the tradition of the scholars uh, that maybe not are included in, uh, in the canon. So from that perspective, I still think What's dangerous is the fact that we try to define who gets there and who does not. The Bible says there's only one person that's uh, worthy of that, and that's the one that actually died and the one who has the Lamb's Book of Life. And the only one that's uh, worthy of opening that is Jesus. And I say this in closing. I think one thing that that in my research that made me think something totally different to a certain extent, too, was that Jesus said there are certain people that may make it into eternal life. Uh, that you would expect. And he said that. We don't talk about enough. We don't talk about that enough. Uh, we, we look at the thief on the cross based on a lot of the theology we've been taught, you know, from a space of going to church every Sunday, being baptized in Jesus' name or Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And the thief didn't experience that. It was that moment that he recognized who Jesus was and Jesus saw that. 
So there's a lot of different nuances to this. And I'm not saying that's the way we should live based on those of us who have the opportunity to walk right before God or walk with God. But again, I think the best answer to that, that question is really only God knows that. And that's concerning Carlton Pearson or anybody else, including myself. I'm not on a high horse to sit here and say that this denomination's got it wrong or that denomination's got it wrong. But I, what I can say when I look at scripture and I, and I see where uh, in Matthew 7, he says that many that preached and prophesied and had great ministries, he's going to say, depart from me. I, I can build a pretty good thesis from that to say that, hey, there's going to be some people that claim Christ, didn't say what their denomination was, didn't say what their reformation was. It just said that some will say these things. And he said, not some, actually, it says many will cry, is what it says. So from that perspective, that lets me know that there are certain uh, dis there, there's a uh, there's a disconnect in the theology of well I believe I confess I got baptized then I'm sealed and I'm saved huh <laughs> what does Matthew seven say how do we just oppose that to that particular uh, passage of scripture or as even Pastor Charles lifted up uh, John fourteen I am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the Father but by me so to me those kind of emphatic things that we call fundamental from a space of the inerrancy or what the scripture is actually saying, then we can't, like I said, slap the tag of fundamentalism on some people that are actually extremists. I think that the Southern Baptist denomination, Methodist, and even certain uh, Presbyterian denominations that signed off on slavery were extremists and they were not believers. I believe that personally. That's what I believe. But at the same time, I'm astute enough in my study to understand what scripture is actually saying, what I'm supposed to be preaching, which is orthodoxy, not anything unorthodox, but something orthodox that says this is what Jesus actually said. This is what the first century church did. That's what we are supposed to be adhering to. Have we made a mess of that in these modern times? Yes, we have. I'm not denying that, but I am also saying that it's important for us to really understand certain words and what they mean. And when we apply them to the things that we see today, you and I both with fear and trembling should be uh, looking at our salvation in a space of fear and trembling and not just, oh, well, the scriptures say this, then I'm okay. So if I, hey, I and you know what, and sorry to cut you off, but I kind of agree with you, but I kind of disagree I'm, honestly because that fear and trembling has put an abusive relationship within a lot of people within the body of Christ. And nobody wants to look at their relationship with God as abusive. Nobody wants to look at their relationship with God as something that we have to always continue to fear. Well, my, only push, my only pushback to that is there are several ways to look at fear in Scripture and its translation. Okay. okay? So if, if the fear of the Lord is wisdom, so it's saying the reverence of the Lord is wisdom, right? So when Paul is saying that, he's really saying, I need you to understand that, hey, there may be a tremble from a standpoint of man. You know, I could be afraid of what could happen. But the reverence, the fear is that I'm doing this really out of reverence. Yeah. Not, 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 not necessarily because, you know, most of us, <laughs> if we grew up in church, right, one of the ways, especially the 70s and 80s, the primary reason why you got saved was because you were scared of hell. You to go to hell. <laughs> right? So, 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 so that, that's one part of it. But the other part of it is as I've gotten more mature and I can see the love of God, I can, I can see the love of God from a more expanded view. 
he never when he when he came on the scene when jesus comes on the scene he quotes isaiah and then he tells us to repent for the kingdom of god is at hand the same scripture uh, or this the same stance that john the baptist came from right the same stance that when noah preached he said it's going to rain it was a repentance message so these are things that we must understand and that like i said not call extremism or these uh fundamentalism masqueraded as extremism that's why words and the meaning of what they mean is very important so that's why i'm pushing back as hard as i am because you have to define and tell people what fundamentalists actually believe it's kind of like basketball you have the fundamentals of basketball right pastor said let him jump in <laughs> yeah uh, you got the, the, the layup on the, the square in the basketball you got the the bending your knees with the free throw that's fundamentals right so same thing with the gospel. There are fundamentals in the gospel that we cannot throw away and we cannot make unorthodox. When we do, then we are preaching a different gospel. That's all I'm saying. And Pastor Charles, go for it. Jump on in. <laughs> very, very short. Um, I heard Bishop Noel Jones preach this particular thing that K. Nick brought up. And he, he, he really, really brought it out um, the way it needs to be brought out. Brought out and that is that. Is, is are we so very very um, weak in this salvation, so to speak, that we would believe that this loving guy, who who we believe that loves us, um, would just send us is looking for a reason to send you to hell, and that was that totally changed my thought processes concerning God because I believe He loves me, I know He loves us one and all. But it, just to think about it from the standpoint of as if he's the boogeyman looking looking over your shoulder and say, oh, I see you sin and I'm ready to send you to hell. Right. No, that is not the process. But I will say that it is a decision that we have to come with that we uh, that our goal has to be to be able to love God and to be able to want to be with him, which is why conviction happens, which is why certain things does happen in, a, in our lives. The other thing is, is that a person that is a fornicator or an adulterer, um, if it's, we're talking about sin, we're comparing sin, now we have to deal with this whole concept of sin is sin. If you, if you hate your brother, that is considered to be sin. I was looking at some different things that we've seen lately, and you know what? If I hate you, and I, or I'm jealous of you, and I want you to die, That's and don't care about your soul, guess what? I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of sin. And that means it. And if when when my turn comes, and even though I'm holy and sanctimonious, and I prophesied and I laid hands, and Holy Spirit moved through me, if I have that in my heart, I won't see His kingdom. That's I'm going to meet. That's all I wanted to say. Prophet. Yes, ma'am. Go for it. Uh, I I look at it. You know, I look at the Word of God like this. The Father loves us enough to show us all. If you choose this way, this is what's gonna happen. If you choose the other way, this one's going to happen. Your choice. He loves us enough to give us the picture on both sides. And then love you even more to say, okay, you choose. He don't send nobody. He just give you what your options are. It's on you to decide what you want to do with. Because he, he shows us both sides. If you disobey him, this is what's going to happen. If you obey him, this is what's going to happen. He don't leave you in the dark. And whatever you choose is whatever you choose. He loves us that much. 
Um, he even, he even tells you, right? He even tells yeah, you to he, choose life, right? He, he tells you to know. choose life, but he, he he lets you know what if you choose death, we're going to do. But he, he coerces you. He says, choose life, choose life, choose life. But I'm giving you the cheat sheet on both sides. But choose life, choose life. But if you don't... And, elder, and, you, and I think that's loving enough in itself where he he he's he's saying, you know, you need to choose this way right here. This is life, this is love, this is life, this is life. But he lets you know both sides. And still said, which one you gonna choose? He'll choose life, but which one you gonna choose? And, 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 we, and I ain't gonna cap. I agree with you. But then here's where we have to dispel the myth that has been preached so long in church that when Jesus died, he went to hell, took the keys took the keys from head and locked Satan away and, and, and took the power from the grave. And now, you know what I'm saying? Like we preached that for so long, but then here it is now. That's, I think that we kind of, you know, we preached it for so long and then made it ineffective. Like I thought Jesus went to hell to take amen. power over the grave and all that other stuff. Pastor Charles had me at. Amen. I get quiet when they, when it get, when, when it go erroneous, I shut all the way down. <laughs> Well, I mean, but you know, to the, and to, if uh, I have that relationship where I can call privately or say something privately, and we right, discuss, then you gonna ask the questions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ask the questions, yeah. but I, I'm not going publicly embarrassed and all that. Yeah. That's the sin right there. I, I'm not going to do that. If I disagree, yeah. fine, I disagree. But if I have a relationship where I can call you, text you, FaceTime you, Google Meet you, and say, look. Uh, you know what you preached over there the other day, and you was teaching right there. You know, let me holler at you about that. Let me let me share something. Let's can we discuss that a little bit? That's what I'm gonna do, and that's what I do. And if we still disagree, cool. Where are we going to lunch? And be through with it. Or see you later on. Holler at you. Love you much, and go on. We we fighting over and this over stuff that has nothing to do with with our Lord and Savior. Nothing. And we up here fighting and fuck. We, it's a whole lot of gonna get into trouble fighting over foolish stuff. Foolish, Amen. just foolish. Amen. You right. It's so much that we dealing with, and why we dealing with it? He didn't. What we dealing with it for? He just like he said, all folk ain't gonna make it. Some folk ain't gonna make it. We know that, but we ain't the one to say who he is and who ain't. That's foolish. It's just like going to the gas station. Some people get on when the gas slow, and some people don't. They have to pay it when it's high. We get mad because somebody paid low. That's stupid. You just didn't get in. <laughs> you just couldn't get in. You just didn't. You didn't do what you you was too lazy to get out of bed and go on and get the gas at a at a lower rate. So all of us have missed some missed out on something somewhere. But I'm gonna be mad, upset, gonna fight. Say what you no, no. That's why I love hanging with the young people and the youth, cause they want they want the real Jesus. They want the real truth of the matter, and they willing to listen, even if they disagree. Prophet, you are one of them. You may disagree as, as two left shoes, Back but you're willing to sit down at the table. And, and we get us some tea and coffee and a chicken wine or two <laughs> and a sandwich and have, a, have an intelligent spiritual discussion 
matter of fact, we'll pray in front of it. We pray that we be able to, to have a discussion and we may disagree, but we do it loving, in a loving way and God be glorified. Amen. Had a discussion, end the discussion with a quick prayer and we on our way. Everybody good. See you tomorrow on the next one. <laughs> right. you, you nice, you nice elder. I don't be caring. I, when I, I mean, he, it ain't that I, have, I have a disagreement with Prophet. I'm gonna tell him, and I'm gonna hang up the phone. Let me stop. Me. <laughs> but you know, but that's but but see, that's y'all relationship though. That's that's who y'all are, and y'all know y'all know that y'all love each other still. That that's your relationship. Me and Linda disagree and hang up the phone, and and within an hour or two, we still talking. I mean. It did, but that's the relationship. That that's y'all relationship, and y'all can yeah, laugh yeah. about it and all that. That's y'all relationship. It however you do it is however you do it. But it's still it it don't make you fall out. And if you did fall out, if you have a, if you're a real friend, you got a real relationship. Y'all gonna figure a way to, to fix it. It may take some time. It may take a few minutes, a few days, few weeks, months, some it took years, it, it, whatever. But you figure out a way to fix it. And that's the, that's why the saints ain't mature. We run around, we got some 60, 70, 80, 90 babies. And we got 20s and 30s that's mature saints. You know, you got teenagers that are more mature than some of the 60-year-olds when it comes to the things of God. You're telling the truth. But let me let me say this, though, that, that was funny about this this whole thing. I think the one thing that happens is, is that we have certain feelings about certain things. We have, we are going through our own um, life, so to speak, or our own human experience. And in that human experience, um, there are just some things either we can't shape or some things we've had to suppress or some things that we just made some decisions on that I just rather go on this way rather than to try to uh, try to recreate um, something on my, based on my, my belief. Amen. And the problem is, is a lot of times, a, a lot of us, we gather other people who believe the exact same way. And then we, we, all of a sudden we got a whole new denomination. We have a whole new thought that's out there. Case in point, case in point, if anybody going to hell, then whatever you do, whatever you do is okay. And so this is where you get other folks in that, you know, I'll talk to this person and I'll talk to that. Listen. And, and uh, to be really honest, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of different religions out here. I won't go to these places and tell them, you just are straight up wrong, unless I have audience be able to have that conversation with people that would be in charge. And that's it's called wisdom. It's also called, you don't go to nobody else's country and, and break the rules because that's not what you do in your own country. Case in point, those that look, everybody wants to go to Dubai but then they want to act crazy out there yelling and doing some stuff that you're not supposed to do Tell in the street. Tell the truth, Pastor. Tell the truth. See? You write about it. And then we want to cry foul because they they arrest you and then they, they find you and they go through all these things. Then we want to cry foul. Okay. But here's the thing. You're in someone else's country. Same thing when you go to someone else's church. You don't well, go you in there. Well, you somebody else playing. Yeah, Come or whatever. On. Yeah, but, see, yeah. you don't go into those places. And here's Things the thing: it's a it's a Christian it is the Christian concept not to go in places and try to uh to try to hold up your religion and your belief system and 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 flash it in front of everybody, saying that you all are wrong because you don't believe the way I believe. 
that is not the way you win someone to Christ. Yeah. How you win yes, to Christ, sir. though, oh, is sure. by being being able to be kind. You may not, you may, you may believe what you believe, and everything in you may be going off. Every flag, every siren, everything may be going off. But on the outside, you are sitting there, just, just, just doing what you do, Amen. and you let. And you let them, you let them ask you the reason for your faith, or you, you know, you, you know, it, 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 it happens. It's funny. First class, when you're sitting in first class, you don't get to sit first class and you say, "Okay, I want all Christians to be in first class." No, whoever can pay for the first class to get sit up there, and whoever you sit next to is who you sit next to. Now, here's my thing: if I'm sitting there in that moment, I'm sitting there. Sometimes I'll talk to the person. Sometimes I don't because I can sense that they don't want to be talked to. I don't go in there and just say, well, I, "I'm with this everybody on. I meet." I just gotta do it. I gotta witness to everybody I meet. Yeah, I gotta tell you about Jesus. Come on, do you know Jesus? You know, <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I don't do that, but I do allow myself to be open enough that yeah. if Holy Spirit opens a door or he gives me a crack that needs to be open and he pushes me towards that way, because he'll lead you. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, then, sir. Then you go that way. And then all of a sudden, you don't even know who you're talking to. You don't know who. You, I, one day I was sitting in first class and I talked to one of the higher ups of Vas, from Vaseline. They were they were doing um, the, the one that does the lotion and stuff. So we and just, I know it might. <laughs> but I was sitting there next to them and they were, they were asking me, you know, they were talking. And I was like, oh, I said, yeah, I use the, the, the brown bottle, the cocoa radiance, uh, you know, Vaseline. I said, that's cool. He said, you're over there. He said, yeah, yeah. So what do you, what do you think about it? He asked me what I thought about it. Yes. And I told him, I said, I'm sorry, but what I have to do with that, I have to add something to it, to my skin. I said, I have regular, I have normal skin, but it can be dry sometimes. And I also, I'll, I'll take the total cocoa radius, but I'll also add the, um, the, the, the gel the, the, or, or baby oil or something to it because it just need, it doesn't stay long enough for me to not, you know, for what, you know, and I, and I was able to subscribe that. And he says, oh, really? Oh, really? And then, you know, that man emailed me back and said, thank you for your, your, your comment. And, you know, we'll be taking it to our people to, to, to see what we can do. Now, I ain't seen nothing happen yet. <laughs> Still doing the same thing. But but the thing is, is that he made me feel as though that my voice was heard. Amen. Amen. And I had that moment to be able to do that. Hopefully, Amen. it'll be something will change in that. That's nice if it does. If it don't, I'm all right because I, I know what to buy. But my point is, God will bring you before. Scripture talks about he'll bring you before great men. Yes, sir. He'll bring you. He will do that. I, and I'll say this, and I'm going to be done with it. Sometimes being in the presence of people, we can do this long distance thing. And, I, and I, this is a testimony to me and uh, Prophet, actually. We can be in long distance and talk about what we think we want to have done and whatever. But him making the smart move, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to throw it out there. He made this one of the smartest moves he could have ever made. And that was he made a decision to come here and to actually see what we do. It was, of course, it was doing a conference yes, and everything, sir. but he, he, yes, the sir. smart move that he made was coming here and seeing it firsthand. He got to see me, he got to see my wife, he got to see the church, and the because the, those are all places that he's working with now. Mm -hmm. But he, that was a smart That's move it. that he made was coming here. And when he came, he was able to see what he needed to see. And from there, what has been happening has doubled. That's good. Because I ain't you understand. Like that, but that's good. You yeah. Yeah. 
And that's what happened. And as a result, we look, we're looking at the numbers on different things. It's like, you, this is double. Because he was able to tell me some stuff, give me line upon line, and say, you know what, now that I'm in your presence, I understand what you do and how you do it. Here's some things that I believe will help you. He didn't. He didn't come in there and just just blast me. You just wrong, Pastor, because because you, you don't understand the you don't understand the theology of of, yeah. of 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 this. You know whatever. He came in. He came in humbly. I believe he received something. I hope he did. And he we did. were able he to. He's still, he's still talking about it. He's still talking about it. Still, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that was the smartest move he could have ever made. That was one of the, I mean, he makes a lot of smart moves, but that was one of the smartest moves he could have ever made. What is it wrong with us, though, that we get to be placed? We God places us in moments and in places, in rooms. Come on, S. Come on. Come, come on, on, Ebony. You're talking. In rooms that yes, allows sir. you to be able to hear and understand or hear people, they hear the what's the conversations. And then you know now what you need to do. And it answers a question that you had all the time. Who knows? Amen. Amen. And, but but it doesn't happen if you just sit there and stay in the same uh uh place or as, as one of my bishops used to say, stay in your own black yard and still do nothing. <laughs> That's the truth. You gotta come out of your own black yard and come out and see the world the way it really is. The world is different than it is on TV. It's different than it is yeah. on social media. You gotta, you, you can see one two-dimensional thing on social media, but if you ever go to the place and visit, or you ever go to places, that's why my wife wants to go to France, I'm gonna take her to France. Why? Because she wants to see what the Eiffel Tower really looks like. Yeah. How big is it for real? What's it like to stand on there? Who wants to have real Italian food from Italy? Why not? Because most of us don't have the mentality that says, I need to come out of where I am to be able to really understand where people are. And sometimes even seeing these places like the Taj Mahal, I ain't gonna go to church there. I just wanna see it. <laughs> just wanna see the structure of it. I just wanna see what it looks like. You know, I ain't gonna go I to church see. there, I just wanna see it. I, I'm not going in there to worship, no. I'm just going in to check it out. Now, while I'm there, what happens is I just gotta make sure I keep myself open enough to be able to see like, Lord, what is this? And sometimes I look at other people's religions and the other people's Amen. face and stuff like that. And I'm going, I'm done. I'm done, y'all. I promise. I look at other people's face and I say, face and I say, sometimes I see these people, they are more devoted to, to their faith than I am to mine. You better talk. And I have to repent. Yeah, be sitting up there repenting. Or be looking at, uh, and, uh, at the at British. structure. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, Lord Jesus, forgive me. These folks come up here every day at a certain time, by a certain time. And I was praying to their God that ain't real. Yep. I done real busted the tears doing that. Went in there yeah. uh, looking and busting the tears repenting. Just, <laughs> Lord, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, they were like, Lord, she done went in. I, well, that's what happened. I done it too many times. I done just then went in and be repenting, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, help me do better. I won't do better. Lord, I won't be. And I was just, at first I was taking pictures and then I went in. <laughs> to, so it happens. It does happen. Uh, Prophet O, I sent you one of the pastors in Memphis, uh, his post about uh, uh, Bishop Pierce and the good things that he did. It is powerful. He, what we've been talking about in this room today, that's the, that's the way he wrote that post. It's absolutely wonderful. I'm gonna have absolutely. to check it out. That's why I sent it to you in Messenger. Okay, okay. I'm gonna have to check it out. 
I mean, I'm 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 glad to see all this overwhelming love for Bishop. Like I ain't gonna cap it's, it's always amazing to see people honor him. But like I said, it's just a conversation that we're gonna have to have even as we progress more throughout the week. Because I mean, in totality, I'm thankful for his life. I'm thankful for, you know, him being a pioneer of, you know, of of his industry and his and what he's done. But I ain't gonna cap. It brings up a lot of I wanna say a lot of fear. But it makes me rethink about, you know, being a trailblazer. Like if I, if I really want to be somebody who's called to be a trailblazer, who's called to be a pioneer, who's who's called to, you know, I'm reading disruptive thinking right now by T.D. Jakes. And T.D. Jakes even talks about why it's so hard being even a disruptive thinker, being someone who puts that into the atmosphere, even when he was trying to, you know, bridge the gap between people, uh, people who have felonies and corporate jobs and stuff like that. You know, it's just hard being an impactful person because you have to come up against so many um not necessarily saying so many battles but you have to defy so many odds sometimes you have to combat so many things sometimes and you know as much as you know bishop fought and combated things and pushed for things um i felt like you know as much as he's, he is loved even in this moment i felt like a lot of his work and a lot of things that he did will always go overlooked so, you know, that's just how I feel about it. Like I said, I'm going to continue to, you know, honor him as the day go on and, you know, the week go on, of course, just like everybody else. But I think that that's going to be a topic that we continue to address as we go into the rest of the week, especially, you know, as we move forward. Um, as we move forward in conversation going towards Thanksgiving, of course, I'm probably going to be here Thanksgiving morning and we'll have a conversation about being grateful, being thankful. But, you know, when we look at certain people like Carlton Pearson and their life and their legacy, their career, and we honor them. I think that's a discussion that we really have to dive deeper into because, yeah, I just, like we kept saying earlier, I just don't believe in throwing a baby out with the bathwater. And even though he's gone now and I've never had the chance to actually meet him in person or hear him preach in person or anything like that, from what I've seen, from what I've witnessed, and from what I've learned from him, he's an impeccable man who has the heart of God, not only in him, but you know, he 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 walked with the heart of God. Like I, I really appreciate it. But no, let's do let's do a quick thing because it's past time. It's eleven forty-five to be exact, so it's time for us to go ahead and wrap it up. But y'all know how we wrap it up here every Monday. We do it with the same question of the day: What was your weekend highlight? I see Ebony popped in the room, and um, I know you didn't have a chance to say too much. You know, starting off because we <laughs> hopped into a conversation and just been going. But um, if you pull the refresh, you can see where you guys are on the stage. And I'm going to go in that order, starting with Ebony. Go ahead, chime in, check in, check out, whatever. Throw your weekend highlight in there. Like, what was the fun part of your weekend? And then we're going to keep it going from there. Oh, you busy? Okay, I'm going to assume you busy. She put thumbs down, so I'm going to assume you busy at work or doing That's something. What she said so I'm going to go ahead comment. and go. Okay, okay, yeah, no, I'll be okay. You're in the meeting, can't talk. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna throw it over to Pastor Charles and then Elder. Pastor Charles, it's on you. Final remarks and we can highlight. Doop. Yeah, you know, I was waiting for that. Well, I mean, I'm thankful. It was a great weekend. I'm thankful to God for allowing me another opportunity to be alive. And because I'm alive, that means there's more for the do. And so the Lord give me grace to to do it. Um preach this past Sunday. I don't feel like it was as powerful as it was the Sunday prior, but you know, I'm probably a, I'm probably much harder on myself than than most are. But yeah, it, it is what it is. Um uh this week I talk about choosing cho uh choosing uh 
embracing or celebrating change, celebrate change. And um, so just trying to uh, re recalibrate what it means to be able to have a life that you're able to make changes and also celebrating those changes that you get to make. So it was a good service, had a good service. And I had to go to a friend of mine. He had his, his pastor's anniversary, went to that. And uh, the pastor was preaching, kept talking about me. He said, oh, he a bishop now. He don't talk to me no more. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I said, yeah, you're right. I don't talk anymore. But anyways, no, it wasn't that bad. But anyway, we had a good time. And, uh, oh, they also, we also had one of the bishops from our, our, uh, our reformation, or if you want to call it that. But they came on Saturday to speak to our congregation concerning the startup process now of becoming a bishop and what it means in the church and even some of the stuff that I have to do and things like that. And so people, some of the people that were there, they were enlightened. And, and I think that they um, have a new appreciation for what God is about to do and how it's going to affect them as well, which is good. So people need to know how it's going to affect you so when things like that are happening. So um, just very thankful and grateful. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Enjoy talking with y'all today. I'm, Hate to be too long, but sometimes I tell you, praise the Lord. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> you know, joy to the world, joy to the world. Amen. I appreciate you, Pastor Charles. <laughs> I really, really do. Hey, did you get a chance to um go back and watch um the homegoing service of Bishop Daniels yesterday? So I you know, I was on the line at one point where everybody else was trying to get on there and I guess the servers couldn't take it and so it was it was it was bottlenecking and doing a lot of stopping and that kind of thing but went and got to the end um let me stop there too people are terrible I'm like you know I can't see and it's stopping and I'm like well you should have got your hips together got your money together and you should have gotten a ticket to Milwaukee Wisconsin and you could have been in the room Hell, that's oh, Jesus. I'm like, you know, we we've made we made we made ogres out of people by letting them see stuff in on online. Anyway. Uh gonna, gonna get away from that. So uh but yeah, I saw parts of it and I was actually I'm friends with um Michael Lampkin. And so he was on there at certain points okay. and he had sung. And so he was he just he tore it up. It was beautiful. That that choir, that choir can sing anyway. And they're always they're always really really on point. But it was just great to hear the preacher though the preacher. If you don't get nothing else, you can go through all the stuff that they're going through. That was a jurisdictional thing. But get to the preaching part. The superintendent or pa superintendent or pastor Chris Harris from out of Chicago. He preached. I mean, he preached. That's who did gave, the eulogy. Yeah, he did the eulogy, and he was amazing. I mean, he. I mean, he was, he was very intellectual in terms of giving information, but he also, and then somebody on their own lines typed up there, um, he, he tried to get his church. And folks was like, that was inappropriate, sir. Whoever you are, just shut up. You know, that was so inappropriate. That was not, and then while he was on there, and he couldn't see what was going on, um, but he was preaching. And he said, um, he says, listen, I'm not trying to get nobody's church. It was so funny that he, he would say, he says, I'm not trying, he was my spiritual father. And, and he helped me in my process. And he was talking about, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. He was talking about, he was hurt in his jurisdiction. He was about to come out of Church of God in Christ totally. Who, that he man, should, that priest? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was about to come out. 
Bishop Daniels, the man, the man, Bishop uh, Daniels, uh, went to see him mm-hmm. and went to drove up to see him, had lunch with him, and spoke to him and told him, "Don't move right now. This is not the time to move." The Lord gave him a word for him. He stayed in, and he said, "I'm going to tell you, your name is going to be known." in the church, even he shook his head, Bishop Daniel shook his head, he says, no, it's gonna be known around the world. Your name is about to go around the world. Do not move right now, stay still. And of course, this past convocation, uh, Pastor Chris Harris preached. He preached, and that's that's a big deal. You get to preach a conversation. convocation. He preached that holy convocation this year? Yes, yeah, he, yes, he yes, did, and he, he tore it and, up. And, and tore another hole in the raffle. <laughs> he sure did. And he was good, but the thing was, is he's good. And not only that, he's the kind of person that he doesn't have all the all the uh, degrees. He ain't got all of that stuff. What's his name and, again? Chris what? Uh, Pastor Chris Harris. Okay, I'm looking him Pastor up. But you said he don't got all the degrees and what? He said he don't have degrees. He don't have all these kinds of things. But he just has good people around him. And the Lord has given him wisdom. Okay. All right, what happened? Thank you, Lord, for wisdom. And he, that wisdom, he has, he's been able to build stuff. He is, things are happening. He has, he's a pastor of two churches in Chicago. One is the historic St. James Church of God in Christ. Um, I forgot the pastor's name that was over it, but he was a bishop himself and very famous. He ended up taking over his church and he took, has his church called Bright Star Church of God in Christ. And, um, but he's got all these different um, organizations that he has working. He has um, like uh schools and stuff like that running he has a oh, lot of different cool. things that's just um under his belt that he's just doing very very well at and and the lord is blessing him and he's for the god in christ i mean uh and and that's a big deal for some people you know yeah you know you got to be you know if you kojic the kojic sticks with kojic they do that facts but uh I'm, god bless him i, I was kojic I, I was brought up in it it was i believed it wonderful but i learned one thing there's a whole big world out here, and it's a whole big world that believes in women preachers, and uh, that's why I'm, that's why I'm where I'm at. Hallelujah! I'm, 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 <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, check it out. Check that message out. He preached, and he had four points, and he lit them points up, tore it up. Which one, the, the homegoing or the the convocation one? The, the homegoing. I mean, the homegoing one is it was was amazing. That's the latest one, but the convocation was really really was amazing too. Okay, okay. That one for his for the homegoing service, he gave the people directions on what they need to do while they well, since their pastor is gone. There's things that they need to do. And he had four points that he worked on. Let me tell you. Mm, mm, mm. He said the first thing they need to do. He said the first thing they need to do is behave. And I'm, I'm, I'm stop right there. He said, <laughs> that that would have took me in. He wouldn't have to say nothing else. <laughs> right there. He did. He uh, he that blessed me. He said, but hey, he said, y'all need to get up here and don't and don't be letting folks come in here, uh, letting you talk, making you talk out of your mouth, talk craziness. He said, but hey, don't go, don't be like when Moses went up to the mountain to get the Ten Commandments, and he comes back down and the, and and they then built a calf and and and, and dancing around it naked. He said, behave. You know how to behave. You've been taught how to behave. Why are you trying to act like you don't know how to behave now? I know your leader's <laughs> gone. He says, I know your leader's gone, but you know how to behave. Act like he is here, because he is here. What he's implanted in you is still alive and well in you. Oh, Lord. Okay, I'm done. That's a word. A <laughs> whole word. <laughs> That's a word. That's good. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. See, I was trying to tune in now, because apparently they're having another service for him right now. Oh yeah, that's that's about it early. Oh, yeah, thank you for yeah. reminding me. 
Yep, that's the natural. Love you guys. Be blessed. Okay, yeah, because I'm finna go watch it in a second. I'm gonna let Elder go ahead and close us out with her final remarks. We get highlights, and I'm finna go watch this national home going. Because how you have a local and jurisdictional home going, then they have another home going service for you. How many times they gonna have a home going for this man? But okay, Elder, I'm throwing you. They didn't close the casket and reopened it. Like, come on now. Oh, Elder on the phone. Okay. Well, listen, it's time for us to go ahead and close on out of here then. And I pray that y'all have a blessed day. I pray that the start of your week went, uh, is starting off amazing, even though it's Thanksgiving week and, you know, a lot of us are doing stuff for other people. I went grocery shopping yesterday. That was part of the highlight of my, my weekend. Of course, y'all know every year I kind of do a Friendsgiving um, as well as a, a Christmas party as well. So yesterday I went grocery shopping for my Friendsgiving. I got my turkey pasta, Charles, and I didn't put it in the freezer. It's still in the refrigerator. I'm going to let it sit in the refrigerator till, till Wednesday. I think I got like a, uh, what, I think it's like seven pounds, a little seven pound turkey, 10 pound turkey, something like that. I think it's like a five to 10 pound turkey. Yeah, I got like a five to 10 pound turkey. So I'm going to let it sit in the freezer, let it unthaw and whatnot. I'm going to start briming it one um, Tuesday, whatever, whatever y'all tell me. Yeah, I'm going I'm to do that this week. And we're going to have a productive and success, a successful week. Can you talk right? We're going to have a productive and a successful week. Like I said, that was probably the highlight of my weekend, being able to grocery shop. I was working all weekend. I ended up working Friday and Saturday, Sunday. I was off, but I was still cleaning up my house. You know what I'm saying? Trying to cook dinner yesterday. I cooked some fried chicken. On a good old Sunday, so that was a blessed little meal. So yeah, it's, it was an exciting weekend, a real interesting weekend. Like I said, didn't do too much. The highlight was literally just grocery shopping. I don't know about y'all, but I be feeling like an old, an old person some days. I don't know why, just old in my soul. I do. I I find enjoyment in walking through the grocery store, and then even me, like I ain't one of the type of people that I I don't like always grocery shopping at Walmart. So I like to go to them old, them 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 old time stores, them real hey, grocery yeah. like Piggly Wiggly, like Wayfield, like Food Lion. You know what I'm saying? I go like places like that where I can find me some good deals on food. You know, if you go to them places, you can get you five packs of meat for twenty dollars. Uh huh. Get you the mm-hmm. five. You right Come about on it. Now, <laughs> Look, you right about <laughs> it. <laughs> Look, get you the five packs of meat for for twenty dollars, twenty five dollars. What you mean? <laughs> you walk out, you know you. If you want to spend thirty dollars on meat, you know it. You mm-hmm. your bag look like it. Right, I'm telling you. Listen, then you got some ground beef. Then got you some chicken. Some chicken. Then got you some pork. Right? And, and if you go the right time, you might have slid in there. Got you a little salmon or something. Little exactly, salmon. exactly. Go on the right day, it might be your day to go. And the boom, there it is. <laughs> Amen. See, Amen. That's what I, said. I love it. I love grocery shopping. So that was my highlight of this weekend. Just going grocery shopping and preparing for Thanksgiving. Like I said, um, Wednesday I'm gonna have my friends giving in. Thursday, um, I'm going to Birmingham to actually spend time with my family. So I look forward Amen. to Amen. But um, I think that's it for me. Elder, I'm gonna throw it on over to you so you can go ahead and give your final remarks. Weekend highlight, anything great that you happen this weekend, go ahead and share with us. And then after that, I'm gonna go ahead and pray us on out so we can end this room. Amen. I'm waiting on the doo doo doo. Oh, doo doo doo. Oh, thank you. I had a great weekend. Uh, went to church, but really the highlight for me for my weekend is God used me to be a blessing to my friends, and I was, I was so thankful. I was able to be a blessing to Mama Lynn as well as one of my other friends. Um, uh, we were in uh, Apostle uh, Dr. Tina's room. 
and you know they were given given uh laying her flowers and i you know god led me to speak up and let them know that she's going out of town and i didn't have it myself personally and i wanted to make sure that when they went out of town that you know they didn't have any worries any concerns and they said they'll be out of town on thanksgiving you know on thanksgiving day wherever they decide to go if they went out somewhere to have a good meal and not have to worry about it and i asked uh apostle doctina if it was okay if, if those that would share just to be a blessing to lynn when they lynn her daughter when they go out of town and they blessed her show she was in tears literally in oh, tears wow. mama lynn yeah. you ain't tell us about that and so for me that was a highlight because i was able to be used by the lord to be a blessing to her and to one of my other friends uh, uh elder watts here i was able to blessed her through the same avenue nate and they sent her a cash app and it was just the, the money she needed to take care for thanksgiving because she has custody of her granddaughter right now and she has two young boys uh minor boys one is 12 the other 10 so i was i was so glad to be able to be a be the facilitator in a way that god used me to, to be a blessing to both of them so I was very thankful and I thank God for allowing me to be used by him to be a blessing to them. So that was the highlight of my weekend for me. Uh, I know sometimes it seems so simple, but when Lord uses me to be a blessing to somebody, it makes me feel good. And God turned around and blessed me in the process. So I thank him just to be, you know, be used to be a blessing to other people. So I was very thankful for that. And that's all. It's going to be a pretty light, um, week um here in toledo and you know we'll be here in toledo on thanksgiving and i just thank god for being alive it's my birthday month so i'm still celebrating amen well that's what's up that's what's up i'm glad that you were able to be in a position to be a blessing even though you weren't physically um in a position that you know to to raise money or do anything that god still allowed you to be a conduit god still allowed you to be a, a vessel for somebody else to be blessed and i think that's a blessing like that's for example that's like me hey if i can't bless you let me take your church so so you can at least find somewhere to get blessed or be in the right proximity of a blessing of a miracle and all that other good stuff so yeah that is that is amazing i'm glad to hear that mama lynn ain't even tell us about that but okay, thank you so much, Elder. I really appreciate that. Um, Mama Lynn, I see you pop back in, so I'm going to definitely give you space and grace right before we end. We were giving uh, final remarks and questions of the day, which is always the same. What was your weekend highlight? So if you have time, go ahead and jump in really quickly um, to give you final remarks, and then we're going to shut this thing down. Doop. What you said, she talked too much. So... <laughs> oh wow that was my highlight um no i did mention it i did mention it just thinking about it i i i'm I, I'm, I'm still crying so um and as elder would say sorry but not sorry um but that was my highlight you know, we was in the room and they was giving out turkeys and everything and speaking life to each other and everybody started prophesying to me. And at one point I said, 
these people walking alongside me or in my house with me, you know, sometimes you you, you hear prophecy and you be like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. But some, they was hitting this so hard left and right, wasn't it, Elder? That it was literally blowing my mind. And then when she spoke up and did that, and my cash app kept dinging and dinging. I was on the floor, y'all, literally on my bedroom floor. Because I was folding clothes and packing at, at the time. I was trying to keep busy. I was literally on the floor. It took me a minute to unmute, to even say anything. And then when I unmuted, all you could do is just hear me. Uh, so that was a blessing. And then they turned around and blessed her. And that was an even more blessing for being a blessing to somebody else. So, you know, God worked it out. He worked it out. He worked it out. Uh, my plans is, uh, as you know, uh, today is my last day of work uh, for this week. Just for this week. Um, I, I hope you get off at 4.30, but if not, I'll be getting off at 5 o'clock anyway to go. I, once I leave today, I don't return until the 28th. So I will be on with waking up with the prophet. Prophet, take that turkey out the, uh, out the freezer so it can start thawing out. Um, he never put it in there. He put it in the refrigerator. So yeah, it's in the refrigerator. Bless your Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, we're supposed to be going out for Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know exactly what the plan is. Uh, like I told uh, Apostle, because he asked me, he said, what are you looking to do, looking for, whatever. And I said, you know, I really don't know. I'm just following God's lead on this one. I ain't following him all this time, out, and he ain't took me in the wrong direction. Granted, I took my own self in the wrong direction, but God didn't take me in the wrong direction. So um, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I can't wait to get on and tell y'all each day what I learned. Uh, so that's where I am. But like, honestly, prophet, it started Saturday because I was in a uh, Apostle Marcus online uh, prophecy class, and I learned some things about me that blew my mind. And uh, I called Elder up, and I was telling her about it, and literally crying. And telling the Lord, I am so sorry that I didn't understand what he was trying to show me and teach me. But I am glad that I'm learning it now. And then on yesterday in Dr. Trina's room, it was on no expiration date. And that just blew my mind even more. So I know I'm not late. I'm right on time. Because I haven't expired yet. I'm still here. So, yep, it started Saturday, flowed over to Sunday. It's still flowing in the day because, I mean, I've just been bouncing. So I love y'all, and uh, 
yeah it's it, it i can't explain it i really can't i really can't that i love the lord i just want y'all to know i love god and whoever tell me i don't i'm gonna show up to you a liar and get away from me and i'm gonna end it right there all right bye bye <laughs> Thank you and so he much. loves you. <laughs> so funny. Well, thank you so much, Mama Lynn. I really appreciate it. And he loves you too. <laughs> well, listen, it's time for us to go ahead and get off of here. It's time for us to go ahead and get off of here. So I'm going to press on now, and then I'm going to talk to y'all tomorrow because I got to watch this 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 funeral. I'm trying to see what this funeral is going to talk about. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but don't put my funeral on live stream because I ain't gonna cap. This saying this this share, man, Bishop Segwit, he had so I can watch it. Share it so I can watch it while I'm here at work. I got you, I got you. I'm gonna share it with you so we can watch this funeral. But I ain't gonna cap. This funeral remind me of somebody else's funeral who I seen, and they I'm just gonna say their casket was too little. How you how you order a casket that's too small for your for your body? I don't know, but yeah. yeah. They order, Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm talking about their head was hanging out in the top of the casket. Their feet was hanging out the bottom of the casket. How your casket too little? Never mind. Let me just go ahead and pray. Father pray, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this room. <laughs> we thank you for the space and grace that you have given us, oh God, to gather here and have healthy conversation and dialogue. God, we thank you, oh God, for the community of believers that you have connected us with. Father, even as we go throughout this week, we ask that you will continue to cover us, God, us, be in our conversations, be in our will, God, be in our footsteps. God, continue to navigate, navigate us through the corridors of life, oh God. Let no weapon formed against us be able to prosper, but God continuously make us stronger and make us wiser as we walk with you. And it's in Jesus' name we continuously pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. All right, y'all. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. And I'll see y'all again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye. Bye.